93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Hi, today is Wednesday. It's November 14th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Police say a mother was struck by several vehicles and killed while crossing Interstate 676 with her teenage son in Camden, New Jersey. Uh, now police are looking for two drivers who fled the scene. It began when the victim, 46-year-old Crystal Kelly of Princeton, was involved in a crash that left her GMC SUV disabled against the left median barrier at about 4.45 yesterday morning. You remember, we, I was actually reporting this in traffic. Yes. Uh, investigators say that Kelly and her 13-year-old son got out of the vehicle, climbed over the median, and began to walk across the northbound lanes oh. of 676. Oh. As she was walking in the highway, Kelly was struck by three vehicles. Oh, my God. Yeah, the driver of one of the vehicles remained on the scene, but the two other drivers kept going. Police say Kelly's son suffered non-life-threatening injuries in the initial crash, but was not injured while crossing the highway. One of the striking vehicles was only described as a dark-colored car. The other vehicle was described as a dark-colored Nissan Maxima, the model year 2009, uh, between 2009 and 2015. Obviously, police are asking anyone who may have seen anything, if you were out there yesterday morning, uh, if you could contact them. It happened, um, I'm sorry, it happened Monday morning at 4.45 a.m., uh, and police are looking for those two other drivers. Okay. I was curious if it was if it was dark out or not. Yeah, yeah. it was. It That's, was. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that you could hit somebody and not know it, but it does happen. Yeah. Uh, and there are three cars and... Oh my gosh! Oh my god! This so is terrible. Sad. Yeah, and you think like you look at a highway and you're like, I could get across there, but they're no, going, they're going faster than you not, think. Yeah, yeah, not and it's so farther much. than you think. It's like swimming into shore. Yeah. You know, you I, see, and I, I can do that. I yeah. hope she wasn't walking. I mean, it, it's described as her walking, but I, I hope she was trying Running. to run. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Uh, but you know that that time in the morning, like I don't know if these guys know that they that they hit a person. You, do you know what I mean? Like if, if well, you the figure person it was... was careened off of another car and then hit their car or like they, you know. It's right. possible. Um, and it was dark and you're not expecting a person to yeah. be on the you like, know, oh, on Maybe the I just hit some debris on the road or, I've, or whatever. I've come upon uh, people out jogging at night who aren't wearing reflective stuff and I mean like at the last you, second. You see them. You see yeah. them. Yeah. Whoa. You freak the hell out. Yeah. What are you doing? And that's doing like 25, 30 yeah. miles an hour yeah, in residential areas. Yeah. Uh, and imagine you're doing, you know, 75 miles an hour or something like that. It could it could happen. That's terrible. So, so uh, one of the cars that, I, that had a had the, uh, the, the thermal readout on the, uh, you know, so that you could see people would be outlined and so on and so forth. But the problem is you have to look down to see that. Right. So it just exacerbates the issue, you yeah. know, where you're driving along in the dark. But, it, yeah, that, it's, and it scares the hell out of you. It's just a horrible story all the way around. Yeah, very sad. Jeffrey Clark, the 30-year-old man who federal agents arrested Friday after he called the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting a dry run and his relatives worried he might try to launch a race war, wasn't shy about being a neo-Nazi. In April of 2017, at a White House rally, Clark said that he considered himself a Nazi. Uh, Antifa activists photographed him at the deadly Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia uh, in August of 2017. He has posed for pictures in front of Nazi symbols and holding Nazi memorabilia. On Gab, the favored social network of racists and anti-Semites, Clark used the uh, has the username of Pure White Evil and called himself DC Bull Gang, a reference to Dylan Roof, the bull cut ra- uh, racist who murdered nine black churchgoers in South Carolina in 2015. Many alt-right white supremacists uh, worship Roof and Clark used an image of the killer as the header of his Gab page. He pinned Im- an image uh, which was altered. Uh, it was an altered image of 
from a still video game, Doom, that depicted Roof executing black people in a church. This April, Clark threatened the Huffington Post, a Huffington Post reporter, warning that the reporter would be going feet first into a wood chipper. The w- reporter said that uh, they told police of the threat in August, but nothing was done. In late October, uh, D.C. police did go to Clark's house in the Bloomingdale neighborhood after the death by suicide of his brother, Edward, but did not arrest him. Clark told family members uh, that he had been friended on Gab by Robert Bowers, the man charged with murdering 11 people at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh on October 27th. Court documents said that Clark told family members the victims deserved it. Uh, He wrote on Gab that the attack was a dry run for things to come. It wasn't until November after Clark's own family contacted law enforcement that the FBI finally found the allegedly illegal weapons that have him facing gun charges. So they were able to arrest this guy because the family members called. Yeah, and the, I was reading the brother that, that committed suicide was yes. in the same mindset same deal. as this guy. Right. And, right. but you know, I, I was reading another story recently. It was like, you know, why the police are watching this particular person. Yeah. And they're just a powder keg and, and waiting for their moment. And there, there are people that they keep an eye on that are like potential threats. And they get taken down like this guy from time to time. And we'll never know, thankfully, if that person would have gone uh-huh. off the rails or yes. not, because yeah. the police have done their job and they finally found something to get them, you know, but there's, there's a, a lot of psychos. And there's a wealth of psychos that they managed to find and suppress and stop, you know, but I mean, uh, sa- you know, sadly was not the case with, I guess, his brother. Unbelievable. Yeah. And even the, the, I saw the video game image, like, I was like, I know it's I know. a video game, but good God, You're what is wrong with you? Yes, that's it. Something's wrong Awful. with you. Yep. Finding on-street parking in Philadelphia is always a challenge. Take away some of those already limited spots, and now you get so uh, not-so-happy residents. Recently posted no-parking signs that are aimed at residents <laughs> have many homeowners in Fishtown complaining about the restrictions in their already tight neighborhood. The signs have been uh, p- placed because the city has seized at least 16 spots for police officials only. The spots are designated for officers who work out of the 26th district around the corner on the 600 block of East Gerard Avenue. The district has had an increase in personal and those spots are for officers to park their par- their personal vehicles when they report for their shifts. I'm not that far from the area and, and, you know, getting down into the city, but there are places I just don't go to because you cannot find parking. You can't find parking. You can't I find know. parking. And even if I say, ah, it's okay, I'll spend some time. Whenever I get down there and I'm looking, I start to get frustrated and it ruins the evening. You know, uh, Tim Graham was a sales guy here. Yeah. He, uh, I, he, I Where always, he lives uh, is a place I don't want to go, ever. Uh-huh. And, and really. I love to visit <laughs> Tim and his lovely wife, and they're they're great people, but no. just walking t- there from your house. Yes, Tim he himself, like, yeah. if he doesn't leave at the proper time, he's told me he has to spend like a half hour looking for a spot. Or he parks like nine blocks away to yes. get to his house. Just leave the car here and walk home. <laughs> go over and uh, park at Chickies and Pete's and then get an Uber over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, um, the people that bought my mom's house last year, they... Uh, live in Fishtown, or, or were living in Fishtown, and when they first saw her house, they were like, oh my god, a driveway. Parking. A driveway. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. have to worry. Because, you know, they had kids. Listen, if you're, like, single or whatever, and it's not that big of a deal, but when you have a couple of kids, and, like, let's say you just get back from, like, food shopping, See, that's and, you, and exactly you've got to, like, thinking. circle the block a thousand uh, times, or park it's four no blocks It's no way to away. live. No. It's 
terrible. Or like do a couple trips. You got to do a couple trips and your car's blocked. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. your car's parked. Here, you know, kids, you wait away. here with my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so this move has longtime residents who already deal with limited spaces in the evening fe- uh, feeling more squeezed in their neighborhood. Police say that they have handled this the best way possible, but apparently the decision will stand. The department issued a statement Tuesday as staffing levels in the 26th <laughs> district have increased. So has the need for additional officer parking. It's important to note that no signs have been posted in residential areas and it may be in front of people's homes and businesses. Just wait until the first full snowstorm. Oh right? my yep. goodness. All right, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Sacks are yummy. The Florida Panthers entered the Flyers' three-game winning streak with a two-one win last night in South Philly. Yeah, Robert, uh, Robert, Robert, what Roberto, Roberto, Luongo, Roberto. Uh, <laughs> made, made 29 <laughs> saves as the Panthers won their fifth straight game. You don't really hear Roberto in No, it's Robert, in hockey, so. Robert Luongo. <laughs> Jake Voracek had the only goal for the Flyers, who had, won, uh, who had won five of their last six. Just eight seconds after Voracek tied the game, Luongo stoned him on a breakaway after Nolan Patrick won the faceoff. And a few minutes later, Oscar Lindblom's shot rang off the post. The homestand continues tomorrow night as the New Jersey Devils come to town. Game time is at 7 o'clock. On his first day with his new team, Jimmy Butler made it clear that he expects to fit in with the Sixers, saying at his introductory news conference, when you guys go out there and they know how to play basketball, which everybody on the roster does, it's all going to fall into place. I don't think that anybody is going to step on anybody's toes. I think everybody will have the same job to do, and everybody's expected to be the same player that they've always been. That's why I think it's going to be successful. His first game with the Sixers is tonight in Orlando against the Magic, and his home debut will be on Friday against the Utah Jazz. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The NFL has decided to move Monday night's game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the L.A. Rams from Mexico City to uh, the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum because of poor field conditions at Estadio Azteca. Players had strongly considered not playing if the league had opted to keep the game in Mexico City. Soccer games and concerts and a significant amount of rainfall have left the fields a mess. And, Kathy, they have wild boards on the field. (laughs) After they announced the game would be moved to L.A., the Rams will be providing thousands of complimentary tickets to first responders and those who have been affected by the fires nice. in Southern California. And the Eagles are still the Super Bowl yeah. champs. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you, Kat. they got a lot to get through and not uh, much time to do it. Uh, it's a Wednesday morning, so we have a secret text where we have a chance for you to win tickets to see actor-comedian Tom Segura live November 16th at the Miriam Theater. Uh, so text the word secret to 39333. We'll bounce a word back to you, see if you can get that a little bit later on, and we'll grab a random texter as well. Uh, we are going to have a meet need today, and that is because we have a uh, Philly Philly Bud Light tour tonight. Is that tonight or tomorrow? Night. Tomorrow, tomorrow night. night. I'm sorry. Yeah. Who's doing that? Me. All right, Nick will be doing that, and this will be at Ryan's Pub in Westchester, so we'll bring up to speed on all of that good stuff. It's a chance for you to win Eagles tickets. Yes. Uh, we also have guest wise this morning live music. The revivalists are stopping by today. We're going to have Zach and David from the band. Very cool. They're going to be in to perform. They're playing at the Met not till January 12th, but uh, they're in town to perform here on our show. Which well, is their, excitement. Yeah, Pretty their album cool. just dropped. They got a new single and all that sort of stuff. So That's I'm. Cool. You love it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was so bummed that I wasn't able to go to their Pierre Presents. Was it last year? Um, 
I was really bummed that I couldn't make that, so I'm super excited about yeah, this. It's a cool thing. And by accident, I wore my uh, Brandywine Distillery Revivalist Gin shirt. Oh, my today. God. Casey pointed that out. I said, you wore that on purpose. <laughs> I'm like, what did I wear on purpose? <laughs> oh, wow. Bizarre yes. confluence of events. So uh, maybe if we could get our hands on some Revivalist Gin, we'll give it to him this morning. Um, so these things and more are taking place. We've got a lot of things to give away as well, so let's go ahead and, and uh, take a break. And if you didn't hear, we came up with an idea yesterday on the air for the Camp Out for Hunger, and it's taken off like wildfire. Yes, it has. Uh, we are going to do a mass wedding at the Camp Out for Hunger. It's called Hungry for Love and Wedding Wednesday and whatever else you want to do. Whatever the hell. There. We're putting it together at the last minute. Yeah. But we got a lot of response, and if you are engaged and you would like to have uh, the wedding happen live on our air with several other couples that are going to be doing this. We have a lot of people signed up. Uh, I don't know how many we're going to be able to take. This is our first time trying this. That's why we're figuring it out, yeah. and we might have to put a cap on it. Uh, but uh, whatever it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of people getting married. And you still have time to go down to your, you know, uh, to get your license. Yes. Wedding I'll... license and do the whole deal. We'll specify what you need to do later. We have the details yeah. at PrestonandSteve.com. It's all right there, all the information you need to know as far as the paperwork it needs to get done. This is going to be legally binding. And uh, it's the real deal. There's the difference. When you walk out of that tent, you'll be married. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We're going to go live on Fox Good Good Day as well today. And we'll have a stupid question, some entertainment stuff to run by you when we get back. Stay there. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Cool gifts are what Worldwide Stereo is all about. Wrap a genuine surprise and wow someone all year long. Montgomeryville, Ardmore, and online at WorldwideStereo.com. Hey, it's Preston from the Preston and Steve Show. This holiday season, I'm going to be buying hand and stone massage and facial spot gift cards for my family and friends. And listen, during the Black Friday weekend, it is their buy one, get one free sale on gift cards. Visit one of their over 50 locations in your neighborhood or visit handandstone.com. Restrictions apply. See spot for details. Do you ever wonder why everyone hates Steven Singer? Well, he makes buying a diamond easy with his 100-day no-hassle money-back guarantee and free shipping both ways, making returns and exchanges hassle-free. Visit Steven at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This is not good so we're going to give away a $50 American Express gift card for the stupid question this morning. And the, the question I have for you is Ida and Isidore Strauss both died on the Titanic. What famous department store did they own? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know that. Ida and Isidore Strauss both died on the Titanic. What famous department store did they own? Call now. Let's see if you know the answer to that. And I will mention a few birthdays while we're waiting for your call, it's Wednesday, November 14th. Travis Barker of Blink-182 is 43 years old today. You were just reporting about him in Music News. Something. Yeah, he's, what uh, was it? he's back and ready to go. He can play again. Remember, he had those um, yes, uh, blood had clots. circulation, yeah, blood clots in his arms. And he was also in a, in a nasty car accident before that. And he's suing the person responsible for that. And I think he's suing the doctors for a, a bad diagnosis. <sighs> and that guy's had a pretty... Pretty interesting life. Yes, he's well, he survived a plane crash, but he's had tragedies along the way as well. Yeah, 
Uh, but uh, he's a great drummer, and uh, he's ready to get back at it with Blink-182, so he's 43 today. Tobin Esperance, who is the bassist for Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Is 39 years old today. Don't know much about him, but he plays bass in a very successful band. So I like Papa birthday. Roach. Yep. Not a massive fan, but I appreciate what they do. Remember Josh Mole when he came by here? Yes. Nice guy. Nick Pete next to him. Yeah, he's been here at least twice, right? Has been twice? Yeah. Okay. And, yes. Uh, he's a super nice guy, and I wore my North Dakota State hat and uh, then uh, took it off after he left, and then he caught me in the bathroom. Um... With a different hat on. Preston, called we, you out on it. Called me out on it. We served in battle with him. We did? Remember, if you've played the video game Call of Duty, you oh, did. Oh, that's right. He is the hard-as-nail sergeant. Pearson, I think, I or think something that's like it. that. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he is, he's <laughs> pretty nasty up to the yes, end. Yes, and then you realize game. why he was. Yeah. I just checked his IMDb, and I had forgotten he did those Taco Bell commercials. Which are great. <laughs> they were really funny. <laughs> yeah. He was like this serious agent. Is yeah. still a, he still a crush for you, Kathy? Or yeah, still, I yeah, love yeah. him, yeah. He's 46 today. Uh, actress Laura Sangiacomo. Yes. Sex, Lies, and Videotape, and Just Shoot Me, and Pretty Woman. Uh, and the space between her front teeth. She never got that fixed. I yeah. like that. She's uh, 57 today. Condoleezza Rice, a former Secretary of State. Incredibly accomplished woman. You know, she's a concert-level pianist. Is she really? Yes, she is. Wow. Does she get out and does she tour? She does. She'll, okay. she'll go out and play, yeah. All right. She's 64 today. Uh, in the royal family. Tis Prince Charles' 70th birthday wow. today. So it's a, a big one uh, for him. And uh, they must be having a party, I would I, I have to imagine. Uh, yep. They have hired a group. It's 30 guys, Preston, who blow into road cones. Oh. They're coming by. <laughs> the, the royal <laughs> we we found out when we were in England that it's all the rage amongst people panhandling. No, I'll bet you some people that that are working. We did meet. We went to uh, buy a a place called uh, uh, Barry and Company uh, and Rudd. Barry Company and Rudd. Uh, my wife and I stumbled across this. They they were the um, the wine merchants of the Queen. Uh, and we just happened to see this guy. We asked him a question, and we started talking to him, and he invited us in and gave us a tour of his whole How facility. Cool. We saw their, their family reserves and where they shot some scenes from the movie Kingsman there. But so, so if Prince Charles is having a party and they're having wine. He's probably getting it from there, right? They're getting it from there. You exactly. don't think they do the box of wine route. I don't know. It's yeah. become more popular these days. Uh, so he is 70 today. Janine Lindemulder, we're going to circle back around to Blink-182. She's yes. a porn star, but she was the one who appeared on the cover of Blink-182's Enema of the State. Yep. She's putting on the rubber glove and everything. Yeah, that's her. And she had uh, she has uh, loads of tattoos, had a contentious custody battle with her ex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's celebrating her 50th today. Wow. So it is Holy a, hell. a milestone birthday for her. And then the last birthday I saw is former Philly Kurt Schilling. Uh, and Kurt turns 52 years old. Where's today. Kurt at these days? Uh, he was running for office briefly and uh, dabbled with politics, and mm-hmm. uh, he's just being miserable in some place. Yeah, I heard he was not a nice guy. Yeah. People over the organization. Uh, so he's 52 today. Uh, so happy birthday, douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Ida and Isidore Strauss both died on the Titanic. What famous department store did they own 215-263-WMMR is the number, and I am going to go to Nancy. Hi there, Nancy. Good morning. Uh, Nancy, do you know what famous department store Ida and Isidore Strauss uh, owned? Is it Macy's? Yeah, Macy's in New York. Uh, <laughs> Correct. Hang on just a second. 
And I saw this little tidbit, Steve. I did not know this. In the 1997 film. Yes. It says, the, the question is, how much of the runtime takes place in 1912? The answer is two hours and 40 minutes, which is the exact time it took for the Titanic to sink in real life. I wonder if that's by design. I'm curious about that yeah. as well. So uh, you got it right. Hang on the line. We're going to get your information. We are going to give you... A $50 American Express gift card, and you're qualified for a $300 American Express gift card. And you can catch Last Man Standing five days a week at 1 and 1.30. That's only on 69 WFMZ TV. I got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, We'll begin with this about everybody, uh, you know, being upset about Stan Lee's passing. Yes. The iconic 95-year-old had uh, passed away on Monday. And celebrities and fans took to social media to thank him for improving their lives and helping to create a socially progressive universe of heroes from every racial and ethnic background, one that featured men and women and and all kinds of great uh, focus. But as the tribute supported, not everybody was was pleased. Actor Army Hammer. Yeah, (laughs) he's been piping up lately. He kind of went out after celebs who posted shots of themselves with... Stan Lee, and he had written, so touched by all the celebrities posting pictures of themselves with Stan Lee, no better way to commemorate an absolute legend than putting up a picture of yourself. I kind of think this is... Uh, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Listen, if you were a fan and you and you, and you you love being with him and that's the a picture you have of him that is a fond memory of someone you idolized or yeah. looked up to, that's completely fine. I think he's just, you know, it splitting may, hairs on this. But it may know, also show just how happy you were yes, to meet this in the presence of this guy right. is is that is that so wrong yeah and so i saw this the other day yeah i almost brought it up yesterday but it was such a douchey thing and i'm like you know what like nah. i'd rather not bring it up now because uh you know you know we're, we're, we're celebrating the life of stanley and this is just you know something you, dumb you're just looking for something to get pissed off about but, and like, complain about but yeah. he's also not just commenting on stanley you know now now he's commenting on anybody ever in the in the course of especially social media who's ever done that and then i go all right in my mind i'm like okay well there are a lot of people died in the past well, the, the one thing you want to make sure in life is that you 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 impress the guy who played Lone the Lone Ranger yeah. in that Johnny Depp movie. Honestly, he's but Army, he's he's, he's splitting hairs on something so sure. stupid. Yeah, don't, you don't need to voice your opinion on that. You no, know? he did, and we're yeah. talking about yeah. it. Well, yeah. and you can, and we could choose not to talk about it. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. Probably should. But anyhow, but, but it gives me an but, opportunity to be mad at Army Hammer. But the majority of people. Uh, came to the defense of, of the people that were posting. Go pictures. eat some baking soda. Say, Come on, man. Yeah, it's it's not that big a deal. Uh, as publications across the world paid tribute to Stan Lee following the news of his passing, one newspaper found itself in hot water after confusing the late comic book icon <laughs> with director Spike Lee. New yeah. Zealand's Gisborne Herald is going viral for all the wrong reasons after printing Spike Lee's name and picture or no, I'm sorry. They had a picture of of uh, Stanley, but it said the name Spike Lee, and that he had <laughs> oh, died at the age of 95. Oh no! And I'm like, man, he, as he got older, he became white. Yeah. Uh, Spike Lee reacted to the mistake on his Instagram account by channeling one of his more famous lines from "Do the Right Thing." He wrote, "God bless Stanley," but then he wrote, "Me, not yet." And that's the I'm still alive and striving truth, Ruth. <laughs> you dig? Show enough. <laughs> so they, they Show made a bit, a bit of a mistake this, with the name. This is the Gisborne? Yeah. Wow. The hell yeah. is the Gisborne? Uh, that's the name of the town. I get the Gisborne, oh. but that's online. <laughs> the Gisborne Herald. I say it might be called Gisborne. I don't know. I've never been there. I am signing up. 
Jizz born. <laughs> uh, as three <clears throat> wildfires continue to blaze uncontrollably in California, victims of the fires are sharing horrifying images of the destruction. So far, the fires have killed uh, roughly 50 people. The number wow. keeps changing. Wow. With hundreds more still missing. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that uh, there were a lot of people, there were people who just sort of, we talk about people going off the grid or homeless people who just had encampments out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. They don't, they weren't accounted for. And there were some people who didn't didn't bail. Didn't, know, didn't yes, get out of there. right, exactly. Several celebrities have, have been affected as well, and they're the ones that kind of stand out because of the names you know. Uh, Liam Hemsworth shared an image of what's left of the home that he shared with fiance Miley Cyrus. He wrote, uh, this is what is left of my house, with the caption accompanying an image of their burnt-out walls with the charred remains of the letters L-O-V-E that once decorated the space. I guess they had the word love up on the wall somewhere, it, and, and it's in ashes on the ground. You can still see it. It was really a cute little place. It had sort of like a hippie, multicolored quality to it. Oh, it yeah? looked like something straight out of the 60s, but it's just rubble now. Uh, the 28-year-old, it says Thor Star. No, no, that's, no, that's, no, that's the wrong one. Yeah, wrong. Star's yeah. brother. Uh, but uh, you know, maybe this is the same group that got Spike Lee and Stanley mixed up. <laughs> it's quite possible. Yeah. Uh, no, he was from Hunger Games. Uh, that so damn Jizborn. He continues by saying, "Many people in Malibu and surrounding areas in California have lost their homes, and my heart goes out to everyone who was affected by these fires." I spent the day in Malibu yesterday, and it was amazing to see the community pulling together to help each other out in the way that they can. Uh, any way that they can. Malibu is a strong community, and this event is only going to make it stronger. Did you Be- see the pictures of the uh, the very a couple of celebrities, including uh, um, I think, is it Corey Hart, Pink's husband? No, I didn't see that. So they had they'd all they had like shotguns, and they had a sign. They because the looters are coming into the area. Yeah, and you know, Ooh, you're talking no multi million dollar homes, and they, yeah. they they have these they have signs. Looters will be shot. And it's a whole group of them with shotguns. No kidding. Yeah, they're protecting. That was their- who? Uh, Pink's husband. Yeah, Corey, not, is it yeah, Corey Hart? Yeah, it's not Corey Hart because that's the guy's sunglasses at night guy. Never surrender. <laughs> that too. Yes, yeah, what's the, the guy's name? Uh, I know who you're talking about. It's a BMX dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him. Motocross. Motocross? Yeah. Is that his thing? Uh, yeah. That's his name. Okay. Is he it was Carrie Hart? Carrie Hart. How stupid. <laughs> Uh, well, I can understand, you know, yeah, wanting yep. to protect your what's left. It's been burned away. Whatever yeah. you have left, you'd like to hold on to that because you yeah. got to remember, well, you remember, we talked to Mark Summers. What do you grab when a fire is bearing down on your house? Yeah. What must you have? Yep. Uh, so anyhow, uh, Liam had urged people to donate the to the rebuilding effort and thanked firefighters. The famous lovebirds donated uh, half a million dollars themselves to the Malibu Foundation. Wow! Uh, through Cyrus's charity, uh, Happy Hippie, a representative had said so. Half a million dollars—that's that's, uh, that's a chunk of change. That's going to help. Um, every little bit helps, but uh, that's a nice chunk. Yes. Uh, Gerard Butler's home is also severely burnt. He spoke to TMZ after surveying the damage, uh, choking up. He said, I feel bad. There are so many communities here, uh, trailer parks and suburban working class houses that are completely destroyed and people have lost everything. That's, should... that's when he started to choke up. He pointed down to an area where he said they were just like like working class. Yeah. And then he, you can see him like like he knows he has the resource to recoup. But, yeah. you know, a lot of these people will not. He should have thrown out there. But this is Sparta. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we will not. Uh, we will not surrender. So. Uh... <laughs> Uh, so they're in recovery mode right now, and, and people are people are coming together. So what is this, Nick? That picture. Uh, so this is uh, Spencer Pratt, Catherine. No, no. Uh, no um, Pratt. Chris Pratt, Chris uh, Pratt, and, and his girlfriend. <laughs> it just says Pratt Pratt. Yeah, Pratt, Pratt Pratt Pratt. Pratty Pratt. 
Uh, Pratt 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 is Chris Pratt's Instagram handle, and his girlfriend Catherine Schwarzenegger, Arnold's, Ar- Arnold's daughter. Yes, uh, had, <laughs> I know. It's, it's a lot. It's hard. It's Go ahead. Many syllables. They had a friend uh, who lost their home, but wow. and so people were, were sort of giving Schwarzenegger flack for posting this and asking for help. Why? Be- well. Because she's a millionaire. Because she, she should be able to help everybody on yeah. her own. And, Come and on. Then, and then people were giving Chris Pratt a hard time. And, the, you know, this goes back to the Army Hammer thing. Like, just they're just trying to help their friend who lost I, his home. I, well, I, listen, and I'm sure they are making donations as well. Absolutely. So so if you want to help, go to uh, that. Okay, please do. All right, we're going to move on to something completely different. Uh, the A British theft suspect who went viral on social media due to his resemblance to David Schwimmer, was arrested on Monday. They got him. They got him. (laughs) London Metropolitan Police arrested the 36-year-old man in South Hall on suspicion of theft. The suspect was not immediately identified. Authorities thanked everyone involved in the apprehension, including David Schwimmer. Uh, The man was wanted for stealing a jacket, wallet, and cell phone from a restaurant, and cops circulated a surveillance photo showing the suspect buying a case of beer. You know who eventually gave him up? Uh, British Jennifer Aniston. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, well, that's sad because they were a couple for a little yeah. while when they were at the show. Uh, fans of the sitcom said they knew exactly who the alleged thief was. Ross Geller, who played <laughs> played by Schwimmer on Friends. Uh, police later confirmed that Schwimmer was off the hook, uh, but not before the 52-year-old actor took to Twitter in an attempt to clear himself, which was <laughs> I hilarious. So good. It's such a good video. <laughs> we're watching it right now. How well done. But anyhow, they got the guy. Crime of the century has been foiled. Yes. Uh, let's see. What else do I have for you? Oh, there's a whole bunch of stuff yeah, over there. Yeah, not a lot of time, so I need to sift through this. How about this, this? is where the journalist that you are comes out, able to uh, to sort of peel away you on ed- the fly. edit on the fly, Absolutely. Man. Rob Kardashian is headed to court in a bid to lower his monthly $20,000 payments in child support to black China, according <clears> to uh, China court documents <laughs> obtained by the blast. In addition, Kardashian wants China to actually pay him. To pay him! Claiming that she was has way more disposable income than he does these uh-huh. days. But according to TMZ, there's more to it. Is he representing himself in court? I don't know about that. Uh, the latest move was... Uh, I may talk to the court. <laughs> the latest move was part of his plan to get China to drop domestic violence charges against him that would have cost him custody of Dream. Well played, Clarence Darrow. Sources tell TMZ the only reason he agreed to the hefty payment in September 2017 is because she agreed to drop the charges that he hit, shoved, and pushed her to the ground during their relationship in an exchange. So, uh, now that enough time has passed, sources tell TMZ, he feels comfortable asking not only for a reduction in his own payment, but for her to pay him. Yes, those Twinkies aren't going to buy themselves. <laughs> Meanwhile, China's lawyer, Lisa Bloom, says that she has been expecting this and that the contra- that to, uh, that contrary to his claims, uh, he's rolling in dough. He's just a slob. Bloom tells... She's an idiot and he's a slob. Bloom tells TMZ he deliberately retreated from social media to suppress his income in order to reduce support. What kind of father plays games with supporting his own baby? Oh, you sure. notice what, what you don't see, though, is the the, ki- the kid not being mentioned at all a, a lot uh, or like, I don't know, apparently uh, are the K- Kardashians visiting with the kid? Does, uh, I don't know. That, that's something... Im- in my mind, is convincing me that the kid is going to be collateral damage in all this. The kid's an, it's an accessory, yeah, like you, like a uh, you know, uh, like a bracelet. That it's you, you know, horrible. 
So Margot Robbie is gorgeous. We know that. And she says that uh, becoming ugly for her first time changed her life. Try living in our shoes. Robbie <laughs> graces the December cover of Harper's Bazaar and Inside. She opens up about what it was like to play Queen Elizabeth I. Robbie plays the queen in the upcoming Mary, Queen of Scots. They have her with these big Billy Bob teeth. To embody the queen who was scarred by smallpox as a young woman, Robbie had to spend hours in hair and makeup, and she says that ensuing, the ensuing transformation changed the way everyone, even people who knew her, treated her. Bring me the courtefter now. She said, I'd say, hey, how's your weekend? But they wouldn't even get close to me, she says. It was very alienating, and I felt very lonely. It was an interesting social experiment. It's my hot and pepper. Her colleague, Saoirse Ronan, who plays Queen Mary, was impressed. Uh, Margot is a very, very good actor, she said, who takes her work incredibly seriously. Uh, I don't think looks even factor into it. Even when she has uh, a glamorous role, she's still got this brilliant, strong presence. And a part of that is because she's a very sincere and authentic person. She's very open. I like that, Sersha. Me too. And did I just found this out through an email yesterday that there's going to be a Hannah show on uh, Amazon Prime. But not with Saoirse Ronan. No, right? but she was the one who got it all started. Yeah, she did get it started. That's that's a cool concept. They did have a, an interesting look back then, didn't they, Preston? We're looking at a picture of Margot Robbie. Yeah. And they, they, they really love that pancake makeup and all that stuff. Well, yeah, they, they definitely powdered their faces quite a bit. And uh, she, as... as um Queen Elizabeth had she had had you know scars on her face, right. so I think that's why they, they cover over did the heavy makeup on her. Why do people do that to themselves? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robbie, why just go with what the good Lord gave you. Uh, Robbie, of course, is more than just a pretty face. In 2014, she founded Lucky Chap Entertainment with the goal of finding better roles for herself and other women. Mm. She said, when we set out to create our company, it was sort of a new idea. But then in response to the Me Too conversation, it was all that anyone was talking about. People were like, why don't we make more movies for women? And she says, <laughs> of how the times have changed, she said, what a revelation, right? Amaze balls. Yeah, so amaze balls. <laughs> uh, this is kind of fun. Hugh Jackman. Uh, recently learned that uh, wolverines are actual animals, not creations, developed yeah, really? by the X-Men. I don't think he recently figured it out. That's what it says at the at the top of the story. No, when he was, uh, I was watching the clip on Colbert. It's it's very funny. Yeah, it's when he, he first found out about the wolverine role. Because he got the role sort of last minute. Yeah. Another actor named, I think, Dugray Scott was, was cast as wolverine. It was pretty much a done deal. It was a done deal. Yeah. So literally within weeks, in <laughs> fact, they shot it in basically... The sequence in the cage that you first see Wolverine in is what they shot last to give him chance a chance to get buffed up for that. Oh, so that. so that's that's how on the fly it was. But I, in Australia, they don't have Wolverines. Yeah, he said embarrassing, I, embarrassingly, I didn't know what a Wolverine was. I'd never heard of such an animal. This is on Stephen Colbert. He said, I presume that it was uh, a made-up name for the comic book. And I'd never read an X-Men comic. I'd never seen a Wolverine. We don't have them in our zoos in Australia. <laughs> he, he thought it was uh, a wolf. He yeah. thought it had something to do with wolves. So he went to see this IMAX movie twice about wolves, this documentary. <laughs> oh, stop Seriously. It. And so he's on the set, and he goes, you know, the way you see it, like a wolf, you know, looks down and, and smells you out. And the, and the director says, what are you doing? You know, what, what is Brian Singer? And he goes, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to lock on the wolf thing. And, and, he, and he goes, yeah, well, it's a Wolverine. He goes, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, that's, I figured I'd go with a real animal. 
<laughs> well, the Wolverine is real. Yeah. And then he was, like, mortified. Yep. <laughs> uh, HBO has dropped a new teaser trailer, teaser oh. video for Game of Thrones, the final season. Did you watch it? Uh, I did not because in this report it says, don't get too excited. There's no new footage. Oh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Don't. Okay. But it, but it shows a long, wintry road and the show's estimated time of arrival. And that will be April of 2019. So. I have to go back. and So I got to like episode, I think, four or five. And yeah. I forgot. I have to go back and start. But I understand so, who the people are. And I, 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 I waited too long. So, But I'm, I'm, I'm going to commit. Okay. It's hard, though, because I only watch 7,500 other shows. Yeah, but do it on a time where like when you have a few days like, over, over the holidays or whatever. You know, when you I can think, chill. And... I think I can do that. Yeah. I think, I think on and the... I think you'll enjoy it more. Oh, and I know I'm going to love it. I know I'm going to love it. It's... It's the best television show I've ever seen. Uh, I can say that without question because the the storylines are intriguing and the production is breathtaking. Well, so. knowing what a fan you are of the Connors, <laughs> yeah. that says a lot. No, no, I, I'd say this. Um, uh, no, I, 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 I'm going to benefit, I think, from the, and we all talk about the, the binge experience. Yeah. Where you can just totally immerse yourself. Yep. But I have found out, for example, like I, uh, I binged a whole bunch of episodes of The Last Ship and I... That series wrapped up. Everything on an emotional level hits you that much more. Yeah. Like when it, <gasps> yeah, if you, it, it, if it you wrapped were, up. Yeah, if you were watching in bulk, it, it's heightening yeah, everything. Agreed. You know, yep. you don't get time to pause and walk away from it. Uh, season eight will consist of a huge amount of episodes, six of them. Oh wow, that's it. But they say it, now the the red wedding, one of the famous things. They say that this season, in tone and tenor. Will be like constant. I that. believe it, and and I think each episode is going to be like an hour and fifteen minutes, like long, a movie, or yeah. an hour and twenty. Yeah, so it's going to be uh, cool. All right, and then one last thing: YouTube Music and Dick Clark Productions have set a multi-year partnership for Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Under the terms of the deal, YouTube Music will be presenting uh, the presenting partner of the show. Uh, the pact also extends an existing deal between the duo on the American Music Awards and the Streamy Awards. You know who's joining Seacrest for the event? A yeah. cat on a Roomba. Oh, really? Yeah. That'll be the, yeah, from YouTube. I love watching that, though. <laughs> I, you know what? Yeah. yeah. I love it, too. If he's dressed up, too. In a tux? Like a shark. Yeah, yeah. A shark. Ooh. Oh, like usually he's a shark, but yeah. I don't for know. For New Year's? Maybe a tux would be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but the Streamy Awards as well. The streamies. Yeah. Yes. I watch that. The Webbies, the Streamies, uh, the, the Jizzies, which is uh, the newspaper well, award. Jizzies is that gas station. In, yeah, uh, exactly. It's like near Kenneth Square. Okay. Did you see the uh, on SNL, Steve, the potties I on did. Saturday night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the podcast, podcast awards. awards. It has impressed, and it, 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 it nails it as far as how, what... Uh, yeah, uh, this uh, on the uh, you know the, 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 it was uh, um, like fingernail clippings. Uh, exactly. The but, but the, yeah. the, even the the presenters, and this is very. Yeah, very NPR-ish times 10. Okay, yeah. I got you. We are watching a cat dressed as a shark on a Roomba chasing a duck. I wonder if I got a Roomba if my cat would... No, it wouldn't. No? No. You know, I have Your both. animals never do what they want you to do. Yeah, right. Oh, my, my, my cat did. Got up. It wasn't a Roomba, but uh, hopped up on it for a few seconds. I got a cat but in a room. But it doesn't sit and ride it regularly like this. Not like this. <laughs> this no. Is, right. This is fantastic. It's the best. Nick, have you ever thought about putting your cat on the Roomba? Not until this morning. Okay. I mean, I wonder if, 
Like if you start him as a kitten, maybe. Yeah. You know yeah, what? She's just, young. just to get used to it, if you have a, like a, a senior relative that you could put on at first and yeah. show them. <laughs> yeah. right. Gum, yeah. gum, sit on this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying over. to teach the cat. I'm getting sick. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Wee. <laughs> Oh. All right. Any, any, anything else? Um, no. I thought you, I thought we're you just, we're just entranced. I thought by... you had an unfinished thought. Now a dog's coming to the picture, Preston. Okay. Preston the dog ball. and the duck and the cat. And the dog is dressed like what? A what hammerhead is... shark. <laughs> <laughs> That's not cool. He's wearing a cat outfit. That's a cat costume, and he knows it. He's pissed. But That's... the duck is wearing nothing. Yeah. It's I okay. think it's a comment. No, on it's society. a rabbit. It's a rabbit. It's, it's a rabbit dressed as a duck? Yep. <laughs> you never it's... know. I could watch this for a long time. It's a beautiful cat, though. It's very relaxing. All right, and by the way, uh, the 47th edition of the annual Ball Under the Ball in New York's Times Square will go on the air live Monday, December 31st, 8 p.m. on ABC. Performers will be announced in the coming weeks. All right, we're going to move on to clips. Yay! So clips. do that right now. Uh, Empire follows the titans of the music industry as they deal with very human issues. And here, actor Soraya McNeil, is that how you say the first name? Yeah, I believe that's it. Uh, Talks about relating to her character, Tiana. Here we go. Tiana is sometimes misunderstood. Um, She has a lot of drive in what she does. A lot of what she does is for her career. And so I think in putting that priority for everything. Oh, shut up, woman. Wow, she's beautiful. She uh, is a knockout, is she not? Yeah. Uh, so Empire has a new episode tonight, 8 p.m. That's on Fox. Here we go with the next clip. While being a normally darker, re- darker reimagining of the Archie comics, Riverdale yeah. does have its lighter episodes. For instance, Lily Reinhardt talks about how the Riverdale musical episode came about. Oh, shoot. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Finish your text there. You ready? Roberto worked on Glee, so he just had, he was itching to do a musical episode. And we we already had so many musical elements in our show, we knew it wasn't, it was going to happen. Come on. What the f*** happened? (laughs) There's a new episode of Riverdale tonight at 8. That's on the CW, by the way. Yes, it is. And there you go. That's what I have for you in our entertainment report this morning. Going live on Fox Good Day. We're going to do that in a little bit. Uh, Bizarre file time. We have live music in the studio. The Revivalists will be here this morning. You're such a fan, you wore the shirt. I did. <laughs> and they're going to be performing in our studio around 9 o'clock. They're not back in the area till January 12th for a show at the Met, but they're going to pop in and play some for us this morning, which is going to be very, very cool. That and a few other things get to. Uh, we'll tell you more about what's coming up, coming up this morning. When we return, stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Foo Fighters. and chains. Godsmack. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Yeah! I go poopy! Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we're getting back into things here with a study that I saw. It's very interesting. There's a new large-scale consumer study that was conducted by Market Force. We are huge fans of large-scale market studies. Uh, and it reveals, well, there's there's a local connection you guys are going to like. Yes. So, uh, they reveal America's favorite quick service restaurants, or QSRs. Uh, chains in five popular food categories of what they studied. So burgers, sandwiches, 
Mexican, pizza, and chicken are the categories. Interesting. Nearly 11,000. My nipples are hard. Nearly 11,500 consumers were polled for the study, which also reveals consumers' uh, dining habits for quick-serve restaurants. Uh, also, brand preferences and in-restaurant technology use scores on the composite loyalty index for QSR brands. By the way, across all categories, declined from last year. Interesting. So the loyalty went down. Uh, the, Do you think that's as a result of more just sampling across all different... Well, the, the chief, chief officer said we attribute this to two factors. Consumer expectations of the QSR experience are rising, and in many cases execution at these restaurants is declining. Yeah. So we're expecting more out of them and they're delivering less overall. Yes, so that there's a there's a clarion call to them on how to turn things around. And he said, as our research continues to show, delighted guests, uh, by, or I'm sorry, delighting guests by providing an exceptional customer experience is a key differentiator in an incredibly competitive environment. So, the more courteous staff you have, the better your business is going to be. Well, it seems like a no-brainer, right? It does. And I, listen, there may be four or five of a specific place or a a fast food place or that that I could go to. I will go to the one where I consistently have the best Customer service. Yes. Obviously. Agreed. And I'll tell you something yeah. just a second after Nick uh, mentions Yeah, something. well, Steve, I mean, you know, we say that time and time again, and yet I find myself still somewhat surprised when I go to a place where the customer service isn't up to par, and then I realize, oh, go back to the place that you like where you know you're going to get good customer service, which is what I did over the weekend, and, and there, there, there's a place that I love to go in Wayne, and I was like, oh, this is why I love coming. The food is good. It's not outstanding. It's not exceptional. But I keep going back because the service is so terrific. That's what it's all about, baby. There's a drive through place near me that is very convenient for me to stop off to. And several years ago, I got to know you know a manager because I saw him there regularly when I was stopping. And he said, hey, I just want to ask you, why do you choose to come here? I never had wow. a, a manager ask me that before. And I said, you know what? Because I never thought about it. And I said, I mainly come here out of convenience. Bless you. I said, I mainly come out of here uh, out of of convenience. But I said, but if your employees were were lousy at customer service, I would not come here. I will tell you that because at the time, they trained them very well. They were very courteous, looked you in the eye, said thank you, asked you questions, gave, you know, pleasantries and so forth. That's declined over the years. Yeah. It I has. Don't, I don't really go there anymore. Well, I'm talking about my particular restaurant. But you said the manager. He's not there anymore. And he ran a really good ship he ran a tight ship and people were courteous and and i don't see it as much anymore and i'm much less likely to go by there any longer it's what? so it's so wild because listen uh I, I you know the businesses know this but do they really 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 know how important it is but the, the difficult part is though sometimes you you uh you hire teenagers at certain restaurants and it's hard to get them to really give a damn on occasion and Sometimes they they just uh, they don't have enough employees and they they've got to go with what they got to have. It's what true. They have, you it's know? true. So I, yes. do, I do understand that as well. But when you're, when you're lucky and you have a good wait staff or service staff, uh, people notice it. Um, so anyhow, this leads to uh, what they found in the study, and it doesn't have to do with customer service, but under the sandwiches, uh-huh. under sandwiches, sandwiches. Yeah. Wawa is number one. Wait, in the universe. In the known universe, yes, Casey. Wow. Known universe. It says here that uh, more and more QSR brands, which are once again quick serve restaurants, uh, are seeing competition from convenience stores. And for the first time in the study's history, 
a convenience store was named America's favorite spot to grab a sandwich. Wow. This is the whole nation. And keep in mind, that's with Wawa's not in every state in the country. Yeah, no, it's the, not. Just on the East Coast, right? Well, yes. So? Yeah, down, uh, uh, yeah, just East How far coast. west do they go? I don't know how far west. Not very. Uh, I mean, they really start Hawaii. To fizzle out. No, they start to fizzle out by, like, Harrisburg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That Then you turn into Sheets territory. Damn you, Sheets. And we're not getting into that debate yeah. right <laughs> now. No, sheets on this list? <laughs> yeah. Suck it, Sheets. Yeah, I don't see. I, you know what? I don't have the... Oh, yeah, I, I have it here. And Sheets ain't anywhere. Uh, <laughs> you ain't go, Sheet. Go Sheet yourself. <laughs> you ain't Sheet. Okay. Um, no, <laughs> Sheets is actually okay, but Wawa's it's better. Right. It's yeah. better. Uh, and we, we don't want to go into that age-old battle, but this is kind of... It's a big deal. Yeah, so it says that uh, Wawa is 54... This is uh, the description in this uh, study. Uh, it says that uh, Wawa is a 54-year-old chain with more than 790 convenience retail stores on the East Coast. It offers fresh food selection, such as custom-prepared hoagies, freshly brewed coffee, hot breakfast sandwiches, specialty beverages, and an assortment of soups and sides. Wawa rose four places to unseat the 2017 sandwich category winner, which was Firehouse Subs. I've never had one, so I can't comment on that. Uh, which slipped 15 percentage points to land in second place this year. Uh, Jersey Mike's was third, followed by Jimmy John's, uh, Jason's Deli, and McAllister's Deli. So you're, they're all stiff competition there, all good places. Dude, I think the, the obviously you're also dealing with the penetration, if I may use a sexual term, <laughs> uh, about Wawa. It's, it's all over the place. And uh, there are a lot more Wawa's around than there are these other establishments. Speaking uh, of, maybe, maybe so, but but let me let me give okay. you the rest of the list Please. because after McAllister's is Panera Bread. Yeah, I. That's the entire nation. That's not just the East Coast. That's come back around for me. I kind of right. left Panera for a little while, and now I'm back. And then you have Subway, another biggie, followed by Arby's. And Arby's, Arby's. has great sandwiches. They no. really do. Arby's deli sandwiches. Yeah. They're I tell really you, good. yes. Wow. Just my wondering. head is spinning. I, I'm just, I'm like a, a, a kid on prom night. I would love to know where the concentration of Arby's are because they are just not around. Yeah. Uh, there's the there's, closest one to here. I well, feel like every time I see one, I'm like, oh, look. Well, there's one on uh, Baltimore Arby's? Pike uh, in Springfield, like Clifton area. Uh, but there is one like in Millville that when I'm on my way home from the shore. I you know always hit? I always hit it because, okay, you know, listen, I'm going to fall asleep soon. So you're going to hit that? Let me pull off a 55 real quick, hop in there, get in, uh, you know, a roast beef sandwich and go. I love Arby's roast beef sandwich. Do you know what I also love? <laughs> Arby's burgers. I won't do it. Yeah. They I won't do anything they but do. the roast yeah. beef sandwich. Oh, Roy Rogers. Oh, Roy sorry, Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Arby's doesn't have burgers. Uh, it's one of the main reasons I like doing the cardboard classic because there's an Arby's right there at the exit. There right there. Is, yeah. Yeah. But it's and, always in Lent. On Friday, <laughs> and I always give up fast food for Lent, so I can't go. Oh, so sorry. About that. I, I know, I know. Uh, it doesn't affect me at all. I, I pick it up uh, on my way home. Uh, from I better not do this. Casey's not eating. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, I love it, and and when I I pass by there, there's like four different factors for me to not get it. And oh it, man, it, it you could convert. Me. I could. So, uh, Preston, speaking of penetration and your neck of the woods, you know what's coming in to uh, the right near the exchange on the turnpike uh, is a Royal Farms. Yep. Yeah, I saw that they were building that, and I don't know anything about that. The only, is it at the Lansdale exit? It's yeah. right off of it, yeah, mm-hmm. on, on Sumneytown, I think. Yeah. And the only other one I've been to is on, like, Route 1 South as you're heading towards Baltimore. So, like, uh, it's either in... There's one by Boeing. Uh, uh, it's either way down south. There is one by Boeing, yeah, but it's either, the one that I've been to is either way down south um, on uh, in 
Pennsylvania or, or Northern Maryland. Um, but people rave about Royal Farms. What is Royal Farms? It's it's a Wawa. It's is it's, it? a, it's a uh, gas okay. station. Uh, it's a QVC or what is this list? QSC. It is the. So it's a, like a home shopping network. Home. It's like a home. Yeah, but <laughs> they specialize in fried chicken and <laughs> not. Uh, and I'm not joking. They that's their specialty: fried chicken, huh. not like sandwich. I mean, I think they do have sandwiches, but apparently their fried chicken's really it's a good. QSR quick QSR. service restaurant. So that could serve as a convenience store that serves food. Could be a QSR. It's an IUD. By the way, real quick, that Lansdale Interchange. The the new pattern and it's probably not all that new anymore throws me off every time I get off. I'm yeah, like, you got which it. Yeah, way it's quicker. Am I? Yeah, no. The other day, Kathy called us from Harrisburg. <laughs> it's it's right. very convenient. So I found that interesting. Wawa is number one in the sandwich category, and that that's, is definitely that's a, a surprise. Big, that is a big deal. Congratulations! Um, I did have the gobbler the other day, sans cranberry sauce. You don't like that? It was so good. Hmm. Yeah, it was very, very good. Uh, let me ask you: Do you have the other category winners, or are they worth mentioning? I, uh, you know what, I did not print them, um, but I can give. Yeah, I can give you the winners of the categories here. I think it's uh, it's mentioned here. So. America's favorite burger chain. Anybody want to guess on that? <sighs> is uh, it McDonald's? Is nope. it a chain? Like, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a chain. Uh, I mean, is it fast food? <sighs> fast food? These fast are food? all fast food. It's QSR, quick serve restaurant. Wendy's. Quick service restaurant. You say Wendy's, you're saying McDonald's. Yeah. What do you think? I'm going to go Burger King. Five guys. Five guys. Nope. It's in and out Burger. Oh, oh, oh right. wow. Yeah. Oh. Yet another one that is to a specific uh, geographic area, but... The people who've had it rave about it. I love it. it. It's they're great. There burgers. are literally three within walking distance of LAX, so you get in Los Angeles and you can go and find one immediately. And I often do. Okay, uh, so that is favorite burger chain uh, for uh, Mexican food. What do you guys say? Oh my god! Mm. Anywhere, god, anywhere, and it's is a quick pay serve. We? Quick serve restaurant. It's not payway. That's, that's a, a Chinese. Damn it! I, I mean, my my go to. Listen, I love. It's one day they refuse my taco order. I love Taco Bell, but I mean, as far as quality of, I think Chipotle is the best. Well, there's right. also and tacos are more really on the go. Yep, and and you have a little bit of a difference there. Yeah, Chipotle. Okay, Chipotle. Yeah, Payway. No, <laughs> Steve, you're wrong. It's Chipotle. Yay! Yay! Chipotle. So they. They really bounced back because you remember they yes. had a big problem <laughs> yes. with the was it was it, like lettuce or something or something that was contaminated? Well, yeah, it was a contamination oh, yeah. problem. I forgot what what the poison, so to speak, was, but or wasn't what the it ca- contamination? Was wasn't it espionage? Wasn't it like something like a somebody? Uh, maybe I should wait. A competing chain doing it on purpose? I don't remember hearing that. Mm. No, I. It's sounding all familiar, and I think it was like familiar? a number of things. It was like back to back, or maybe the information came out like that. Let well, me look it up. Th- listen, the the uh, they're he, they were hugely popular. They took a hit, and now they're back up. I wonder how they're their sales doing. overall yeah. are doing. Yeah, bouncing back from that. Hey, I want to say this because I love Taco Bell so much. Um, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I just want to tell you that the Taco Bell over here on City Line Avenue, yeah. City Line and Conshohocken State Road. Uh-huh. The foods there there is great. The service there is awesome. Yeah. They're really, really, really good. With that said, the people on uh, the, the Taco Bell, it's a Kentucky Fried Taco Bell that's by Cardinal O'Hara High School, they need to step up their game because the, the service there has been really, really bad. And, and it's and it's a shame because I love... This is your own personal this experience. Is my, this is my own personal experience, but it's been like very, very consistent. Probably like the last 15 times I've been there. It's and you'd, you'd like to see them. So you said, I'm, <laughs> and I get I'm, giving this, I'm giving this 50 more times and then I'm stopping. Yeah, well, right. but because, so I, you know, I, I you know... 
I I love the food there. I you know what I mean. I love Taco Bell, but, but but yeah. Um, but when I'm literally the only one in the drive-through line, <laughs> and it takes me ten minutes to get to tacos, it's like, come on, what are you doing in there? What are you doing? Right, what so- are you doing? So what the Steve. hell are you doing, <laughs> Steve? You're tearing me <laughs> apart, Lisa. I love you so much, and your tacos. <laughs> All right, can we move on from that? Yes, um, so Chipotle. Oh, this better be riveting what you're bringing up. I'm just, yeah. I'm just updating you right. on the Chipotle situation. So they had a okay. series of outbreaks. I remember this. It was like a number of things, and they said it was ranging from E. coli to a norovirus to salmonella. It sickened hundreds of people across 14 states, and this all began in 2015. But no word of sabotage, industrial uh, no, the, espionage? Yeah, no, the article says that it's like uh, this has been an ongoing thing of, uh, you know, other chains trying to sabotage one and all of that. I don't That's think it was fair. ever. I don't think it was ever... Uh, confirmed, but the article that I have pulled up, which is on Forbes, uh, does mention that. You're too young. You don't remember the taco wars. <laughs> the taco wars. It was a bloody period in our lives. You can never tell if the lettuce was tainted or if the burger meat was actually right. <laughs> it was bad. But we came out of it now. Now we can have delightful, cheap, quick Mexican food anytime we want. You little spoiled punk. People died for that enchilada. (laughs) You have no idea. I have two questions. Okay. Uh, The first is, uh, are there any Baja Fresh around here? No. There was no, one in oh, Plymouth meeting. No, oh, it's gone. It's, it's gone? gone? It's, it's been now. gone for a long time. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know it's where there is Padova. one. Jesus. I know where there is one. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> you, when, you, when you do that, please go, ooh, ooh. When you raise ooh, your ooh, hand, he's got ooh. his hand up in the air. Well, you guys are saying no, and he asked a question, and I have he an affirmative answer. He said it was in Plymouth meeting. We were just answering that, no, it is now gone from okay. there. Okay. Go ahead. Where is there a Kathy, shut your hole. Kathy is actually. Why are you such a bitch today? What is going on? Because you keep talking over everyone. Kathy is actually leading an expert (laughs) cross-examination. I took a page out of your book. Thank you so much. Where is there one, Casey? Uh, It is in Bucks County, um, off of the turnpike there. Uh, That's where it is! (laughs) It's in Street Road. Okay. Yeah. And my second question is, uh, there is a, this is a statement followed by a question. Uh, There is a... uh, Followed by a squeal. No, no, no. uh, Followed by giggles, hopefully. Because there's a place in Colorado that's that's one of these types of stores that's literally called... Come and go. Come and go. Except that they they spell it. No. C-U-M. C-U-M. Or no, K-U-M. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A convenience store. It's a convenience store, yeah, but it's also C-U-M like C-U-M would have been. <laughs> well, I thought that was, wow, that's pretty ballsy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I've I've uh, I've seen that before. They're, so I was wondering if anybody had ever been to one because they're really good and they they are convenient and they're they're similar to. A I read Wawa. about that in the Jizzy, the, the morning newspaper. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, there was uh, I went by a, a a liquor store in San Francisco called Suckers Liquors. <laughs> Suckers oh Liquors. Oh my god, which is awesome. That's terrific. yeah. Here we go, Nick. Is it, there you go. That's Come it. Come and go. Come yeah. and go. Yeah. So, you know, on a, on a complete side note, uh, I loved while we were in England. Um, t- is this t- is this takeaway? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Take away. Yeah. Yeah. Not take out. Take away. Take Take away. away. Uh, So, okay. So, yes, it was Chipotle uh, for Mexican food for uh, pizza. All right. Where do you think the top QSR was? And I'll tell you this. You've probably never heard of it. Okay. All right. Mm. Okay. If you've never heard of it, I'm not going to guess correctly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess. Then I'm going to say Lorenzo's. uh, (laughs) Pizza Ranch. Anybody ever heard of that? Uh, Never. I have. Pizza Ranch. I don't know why I know the name. Have we discussed something with Pizza Ranch? Well, we've discussed ranch dressing um, on pizza, pizza which oh, I, I rest my case. Be what that is. 
burnt the roof of my mouth on pizza last night. I'm so mad at myself. Because you didn't have ranch dressing on it, right? It's, to well, cool it off the top of because it. Because it was Stouffer's French bread pizza, which... The calls, hottest thing on earth. Calls next for to no ranch. Pocket. Yeah. It is so good By that it way, doesn't even need ranch. I saw a Stouffer's ad the other day, okay? And listen, I understand. You know, you want to make this this product seem appealing and, and have people yeah, buy. I understand. Okay. So, but Steve, the people are having... Of, of they're having their entire family over for yeah. for Thanksgiving feast. This house that they live in is like you know easily a five hundred thousand dollar home. Yeah. People are coming in and they're serving. You came up, oh Stouffer's, how delightful! For Thanksgiving, yes, for that's a great idea. What a great idea! <laughs> what a violation of our family credo. Stouffer's is not what the upper end serve for dinner, but they're trying to make it appeal this way, or seen this way. Wait, in I'm so glad dinner. to sit down to the meal with my lovely family. Let's all have our SpaghettiOs in our pockets. It's like, again, the Olive Garden. I, I love the Olive Garden. It's great. But they had a commercial. We, we put over the Uncle Nunzio's come over from here. Oh, my God! It's like a beer back right in the side. It's, it's like right here in this strip mall next to the Marshalls. Yes. <laughs> and in the place that sells the mufflers, it's like a beer right back in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. There's a painting of a, the Coliseum. I'm like back in a row. <laughs> no. It's like, like I said before, it's like somebody from Edinburgh walking in. McDonald's, it's great to be home. Yeah, right, I know. <laughs> and that's the besmirched people if they if no! do indeed eat Stouffer's. But the way they were marking it, I'm like, come on, Like the man. turkey was Stouffer's turkey or something? Yeah. Or- yeah, no, what they did weren't carving a turkey, but they were having family over for a feast and it was... The, but the, the point I'm making is the, it was a really beautiful neighborhood. Right. And we're, we're I agree inviting with everybody. The Indians else. brought out the Stouffer's. <laughs> right. And in the Hot Pocket. You'd have we to see. We want you to have Hot Pocket. So, so, I didn't know anything about Pizza Ranch or I had forgotten, but there are in 14 states, mostly in the Midwest. Okay. What's the closest? Uh, 207 to locations. I guess. Uh, All in one town. And uh, Illinois, Casey, might oh. be the closest to us. <laughs> There's Pizza Ranch yeah. Town, Nick. <laughs> yeah, it's founded in, uh, well, yes, it started in Pizza Ranch Town, Iowa. <laughs> no, it started in Hull, <laughs> Iowa, and uh, they now have t- uh, 207 locations. Pizza Ranch has actually purchased the island that Alcatraz is on. <laughs> and they're going to make a franchise. Pizza Ranch Island. All right, so one last category, that's chicken. All right, chicken. You know, you, quick, honestly, quick you've been you've been, sort of been rocking my world with some of these things. The fact that Wawa won for best sandwich across the country, and we pointed out it's basically um, East Coast for best huh chicken, chicken, yeah, chicken, 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 chicken. Um, no, no guesses for many. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I want to want to make this an educated guess, don't yeah, you, Nick? Uh, Boston Market, Chick-fil- right. Chick Fil A. Well, it was my, 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 so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with something different just because Kathy took my guess. Oh, sorry. We can no, but you can you're gonna go. Well, I want to have uh, up the, the chances that one of us gets it right. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, case. Okay, I'm thinking. Um... <laughs> yes, I'd like to order a bucket of chicken. <laughs> oh my God, it's Gene Simmons. <laughs> Any of those singing chickens? Well, I was thinking before somebody had said Chick Fil A. I was thinking Popeyes, but you know what? I gotta go with my gut here. I love Popeyes. What's your gut? Chick Fil A. It's Chick Fil A. Oh, oh. Chick Fil A. 
And I will admit, if if part of customer service is the deal that every Chick Fil A I go to, they are well trained, they are pleasant, and they they give you they, they give good service. I, I saw a a it was a video clip that was going around. An employee at one of the Chick Fil A's was sick and was going in for surgery, and they had the other employees there and some of the. Um, customers like all around and, and wish like a almost like a prayer group and it was a wonderful thing i'm like yeah, yeah they never, they're really even good, even nice people the chick-fil-a at the airport which it's all good. airport workers are like drones they yes. ask, how can i help you what do you want uh they, <laughs> what are you gonna have for lunch today uh, yeah they, the pilots work would there. you be wanting any horsey sauce on that but the last time i went there the uh the woman that was taking my order and and gave me it was very pleasant and nice and asked how i was doing and things like oh, that with good. a gazillion people in line so it makes a difference it does yes. it makes a huge i'm a human being <laughs> now give me my waffle fries <laughs> <laughs> I just went to Chick-fil-A on Saturday with my son, and it was because we did the drive through and it was super crowded. My son's like, Dad, it's too crowded. I go, hey, kid, we're going to we're going to be through this line like that. It's you know, this don't you worry you about the Sunday. amount of cars. What's that? You said you went with, with your no, son? Saturday. Oh. Sorry, Saturday. Did I say Sunday? That's you why you got through so open. quick. <laughs> yeah, it's, nobody <laughs> made up. No, it's not made up. Hello? We went there after his soccer game. Hello? On Saturday. <laughs> but um, I said. Don't worry, son. This is going to be great. We're going to go right through. They also start, and this has never happened before. If you've ever been through those uh, drive-thrus that have like two different lanes, yes. Like, how do they not mess up your order? Like, they how are you not name. getting that exactly? They ask your name. Yeah. Yes. That's that's that that's was a, that, that was the, a, that was, was a revelation that, to you. Okay, that was part of my story. Okay. I'm By sorry. the way, was, also, that was the end of my story. Tangential yeah. to yeah. that, Preston. Yes. Uh, they're now uh, offering uh, uh, delivery. Uh, certain, yes. Certain you know what? A, a news story this morning. Yeah. They're, they're going to start doing delivery at all locations. You have to be within about 10 minutes of the location. Though. Okay. Yeah, but, and they're giving away something like 2,000 sandwiches or something to, what? like, kick this off. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. Do you think there will come a day when they open on Sunday? Probably no. not. No, because that's their whole... Yeah, but I guess the majority of the family members have to die off, and then they'll go, you know what, that <laughs> idea is pretty stupid, and you know how much money we're missing out on here, mm. and you know what? I want a Chick-fil-A sandwich on a Sunday. I, I sometimes I buy multiples on a Saturday. Yeah, that's good. You're yeah. just thinking ahead because they warm up all right. Yeah, but they warm up great. Actually, I wish they were open on Sunday. Okay, so they partnered with a mobile a mobile delivery service called DoorDash, um, and to mark its launch, Chick Fil A is giving away up to. I'm sorry, I said two thousand. Uh, I guess this is across the country. Two hundred thousand free chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, for the next week. So this so DoorDash has to, to already be ordering and doing this, and I think they're going to like throw that into your order. It's kind of like a little treat to uh, entice you to order from them. DoorDash is. Um, I, I see it around now. Like for example, they'll do uh, Primos, uh, and they'll do more f- super fast fast. Food and they'll do delivery on that. Okay. Wow. Some people were texting in earlier that there's a really uh, funny viral video that just went around yesterday, the day before, about the, this woman raving about Chick-fil-A on a military base. Have you guys seen that? No. Nope. Nope. Okay, yeah. I didn't know what the reference nope. was. I have no idea. Anyhow, Wawa number one yeah. uh, for sandwiches. Uh, so congratulations congratulations to them. But listen, I'm going to give some love to a uh, another sandwich company who we love to death. And it's the MMR Tuesday tailgate promo pies, prize pack that I can give away. Uh, for Primo, Primo should be oh on this list. Oh my God! Uh, and uh, you know they're they're very local, so that's probably the only reason they weren't on it. But um, we have a hundred dollar 
Primo oh, Hoagies gift card and a case of beer. Damn. You got to be at least 21 years of age to call. So we'll take caller 21 at 215-263-WMMR. Score big when you serve Primo Hoagie trays on game day. Click contest at WMMR.com for a giveaway schedule so you know when to listen next week to win. That's from Primo Hoagies. It's not just a hoagie. It's a Primo. Let me tell you something. We have work being done on the house. So I ordered a couple of Primo Hoagies trays for the workers. You want to talk about a level of ecstatic. Oh, yeah. They were thrilled. Absolutely. So let's make somebody thrilled by being caller number 21, and we'll set you up with not only the uh, the Primo $100 gift card, but a case of beer as well. Taking a break, coming back. Going to go live on Fox uh, Good Day this morning. And uh, we also have the Great American Smokeout tomorrow. So if you're a smoker, stay close. We might have your chance to come by, get hypnotized, and kick that habit. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2019. Twelve magnificent months featuring the most gorgeous girls and our loveliest listeners. The official release party is this Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Be first with a free copy of the calendar. Hang with the morning show and meet the girls of Preston and Steve's Totally Office Calendar 2019. Details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, I want to thank our friends from Ryan's Pub for being here this morning. Yes. Um, and don't miss the Bud Light Philly Philly Tour tomorrow night, 7 to 9 p.m. at Ryan's Pub. 124 West Gay Street in Westchester. And Nick will be there with your chance to win Eagles tickets. We're about ready to go live on Fox Good Day. We should be hearing some music in about the next five or six seconds. And that means we'll be on. And there it is. How about that? Here we go. Oh. Hey, Preston and Steve. It's that time of year again. It's coming around. Yes. for hunger? Yes. Yes, 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 it is. It is. uh, It is a week from this coming Monday. Believe it or not, okay. that is when we start broadcasting live at Xfinity Live uh, for Monday through Friday. We'll be there collecting uh, non-perishable food items for Phil Abundance. I don't know if you guys saw the study, but uh, Philadelphia is one of the worst cities for uh, poverty line, being below the poverty line. And yep. it's more important than ever that people come out and help this year. Yeah, food insecurity yeah. is very high in mm-hmm. this uh, city. So we are there. We are, uh, Preston and I actually live in a, we, listen, it's kind of a cool RV in the back there. But we're in the parking lot the whole week. And we have lots of events that are happening. It's the single largest single-sponsored food drive in the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we do as many dumb things as we can possibly do oh, to yeah. draw people down there. <laughs> you get quite the audience out there, too. When we go, Huge. it's always packed. Right. You guys yeah. come in because, obviously, you're, you're on in the morning as well. But uh, you come down in the evening. You can see. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's pandemonium, but in a good way. Well, thank God you guys do. Because, like you just said, one in five Philadelphians uh, are hungry. Yeah. For all sorts of reasons. So thank <laughs> God that you do this. Real. Uh, so you got... Have you ever married people on the radio before? Yes. You have, haven't you? Yes, yeah. we have. We, 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 in fact, we had one. Press, explain the first situation that we did. Well, which one? Because we, 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 the person we woke up, uh, we woke up a young yeah, lady. Yeah, we did. We did a uh, we did a surprise wedding. We uh, we woke up a girl who didn't know <laughs> oh she was going to get married that morning, and we whisked her away. Wedding in a day. Uh, wedding, wedding in a day. Wedding in in four hours. Everything. <laughs> and by the time we got her here, we we 
and and we had uh, everything set up from the the, the wedding dress Aww. to the rings to all the this of the honeymoon makeup. hair makeup all that everything brought That's him here cool. conducted the the wedding in our studio and sent him off on a honeymoon it was awesome what's the plan this time we're going bigger this time okay. we decided you know what let's let's go for it let's go for broke so uh, the Philadelphia wedding company is going to officiate we're going to do a mass wedding at the camp out for hunger there's so much love at this event we figured let's make it let's make it legitimate so we are going to legally marry couples at the camp out for hunger and we already we may have too many as it is already <laughs> we just oh mentioned this on the air yeah. yesterday and it took off like wildfire and we just kind of wanted to test the waters and see what type of response we get now we're like uh-oh what do we do? <laughs> well, you need to understand, by the way, this isn't like when you, oh, isn't that adorable? They're they're married. No, when you leave the tent, you're going to be legally married. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, for our viewers then, our Good Day Philadelphia viewers who love your show, um, how how can our viewers get a chance to get married? Well, we have we have uh, the information set up at WMMR.com and PrestonandSteve.com. Okay. You'll see a, uh, a banner that says uh, Hungry for Love. You get it. Click on that. All the details are there for what you need to do as far as getting the proper paperwork. It is pretty simple, by the way. And that's all you have to do. So as of now, right now, we're determining... How many people are we going to be able to accommodate? Yeah, because yeah. we weren't wow. sure. We thought ah, maybe ten or a dozen people might do it. No, we've got a lot of people signed wow. up. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it too. And we're also going to give away a uh, we have a um, uh, a getaway for your honeymoon for, to uh, Florida. It's a uh, airfare and accommodations. We're still working out the details on that. One and lucky couple. Other, yeah, one lucky couple. Yeah, not everybody. And we might we even let one, one lucky couple consummate their marriage in our <laughs> RV. He's not kidding. Oh my He's not kidding. Yeah. No, we're not kidding. Yeah. The marital bed? No, yes. we're not kidding. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, and you guys, are, what is it you have to get your certification to be an officiant? Well, right? all that information oh, is... The, the officiant. The yeah. officiants will be... We actually, that, this is what they do for uh, a living, so they're going to be set... They'll make sure that everything goes through on that, but, but all the information okay. about getting your license ahead of time and yeah. getting ready for the... Procedure and the procedure. It sounds like you're having a your prostate <laughs> removed, uh, for the for the, for the nuptials uh, yeah, is yeah. is on on the website. Yeah, I was gonna say because Mike, he's been certified. He can officiate well, weddings. I, are you a, are you a minister in the Life Church of Modesto, California? Uh, very close. Oh, okay, very close. Right. because that's I did. I paid fifty bucks. I even got the baptism certificates. Yeah, oh, and wow. I, I had to choose what do you want to be, and I chose disciple. So I'm a disciple. Oh, disciple. wow. Do you mind if we bring a live camera the day of the wedding? We would love it. Yes, yeah. please. Okay. We we'd absolutely well, would love to have you guys there. Yeah, so I get to be on TV too. <laughs> so so that's going to be. That's going to be a week from next Wednesday that we do. It's going to be on the 28th, I believe, is when we're actually okay. executing the uh, the wedding. So it should be perfect. Okay. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank you. Love you, guys. Can't See you wait. later. All right, cool. All right, so they're going to be there. Yes, that is uh, something that we've been working on. And, Nick, why don't we take this moment? Well, actually, we're going to have a guest on. We are, yeah. But in the next segment about some of the specifics, right? And, and we've updated the verbiage on PrestonandSteve.com. But uh, yesterday we were saying that the deadline uh, to get the license was Monday. It's, it's Friday. So if you want to be a part of this, you have to do this by next Friday, which is the day after Thanksgiving, which really means you probably got to do it by Wednesday. So, right, right. Um, It'll be a little bit of a mess. It's a long holiday weekend. So, um, listen, Steve, you said this over and over again, but we have to reiterate, this is a real official wedding. Yes. And yeah. so, in order to do that, there are a couple steps that are on you, the listener, before you can participate on Wednesday. I mean, we haven't picked anybody yet. Correct. So, I mean, uh, you know. No, we'll, we, we, will, we will. And we exert. We'll do that and give you enough time to be able to right. go get that stuff done. This is, a, you know, this is starting to feel pressed. And you remember that movie with uh, John Voight, Runaway Train? Yeah. Uh, but but we, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. It'll, it'll be good. Yeah. And we have time to make sure that everything falls into place. But you, hopefully, you'll be there getting married, yeah. and you'll get the chance to say that 
You have a story to tell. I, you know? I hope we can accommodate everybody who's signed up, but we're going to discuss that after the show today and try and figure out how much physical room we have to work with with all these couples. Isn't it funny how we do a radio show and we're event planners? At the same time. You know? Uh, speaking of that, should I mention the thing that we're going to be doing on yes. Monday at the Camp Alpha yeah. Hunger? So we're, we're still putting the pieces together for all kinds of stuff for you to participate in. And over the years, we've accessed the fact that we have um, the Wells Fargo Center right there. And we've gone over and we've done some uh, shoot-arounds with basketball when the, when the uh, Sixers have been playing and they've got the floor down. Or we've had people take a shot uh, on goal on the ice. This year, the Flyers organization... And hats off to the guys that run the ice because they normally don't do something like this. But we are going to have Monday after the show an open skate on Flyers Can ice. Can you believe that? So we're going to have an open skate on Flyers ice after we're done. It'll probably be around 1130 a.m. And I think we get an hour of ice time. Right. So you will need to bring your own skates. That's the only thing that was going to be a bit of a sticking issue because we don't know everybody's sizes. We don't know how many pair to bring along. And so we if you do own ice skates, come on down Monday, and we're, they're going to allow 100 people on the ice. So we're going to have to do a first-come, first-served type of thing. Maybe we'll hand out wristbands or something like that. You do yeah, have to make a donation. Uh, and, but yes, uh, a donation is yeah. essential. Yeah. yeah. you got to donate to the Camp Out for Hunger, and if you can't bring something along the way or you forget about it, Acme will be on location, and you can purchase right from their on-site store that they have set up. But, uh, yeah, we're going to let you skate on the ice right there. That That's like a holy grail yeah. bucket list thing to be down on flyer's ice and, uh, you know, skating around to your heart's content. I'm going to need to get skates uh, between now and then. I'm going to just nail them to my feet. I don't have <laughs> ice blades. skates, and I should have ice skates because I do like ice skating. It's a lot of fun. I'm a terrible ice skater, but I love it, and so I'm bringing mine. I'm really excited about this. What's right, that thing fantastic. that they, they train kids on that looks yeah, like a, a yeah, walker? Yeah, a little walker. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can borrow one of those maybe from somebody and bring that along. Sure. Some places use the big orange uh, traffic cone, too, Stephen. If you got that, you could... Or I'll just lay face down and just push me along. We could do that, too. Uh, So anyhow, that's an added little bonus of one of the things that we're going to to have for uh, you to participate in at uh, Camp Out for Hunger. Once again, it is a week from this coming Monday when we begin that, so we'll keep reminding you of the details. All right, we got to do the Bizarre File, so here we go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And this morning brought to you by Heritage Business Systems. The document imaging equipment solution is Heritage Business Systems. Service, satisfaction, reliability. That's Heritage Business Systems, your authorized Canon copier dealer. A Georgia man is accused of breaking into an Augusta home, rummaging around, and then jumping naked into bed with two of the residents there. Wow. 29-year-old That's a full evening. Christopher, Christopher Lindel, Linder uh, has been arrested on charges including criminal trespassing. Hi. <laughs> a sheriff's office uh, spokesman said that he broke in last week and jumped into bed with the couple who was watching television. I love to cuddle. It, what, what are we watching? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says uh, that they fled the home with Linder in pursuit. 
Uh, responding deputies. Ooh, last man standing. Uh, they found Linder lying in a roadway and he fled. Authorities approached again and an aggressive Linder was pepper sprayed to no effect. Why don't you two wait here while I make us some hot chocolate? Linder <laughs> then tried to enter a law enforcement vehicle but was hit with a metal baton and arrested. Uh, the report says Linder admitted to being on methamphetamines oh, when that happened. Tends to make you more social, doesn't it? Boy, this is a messed up story. I, I was not familiar with this, but a family oh. of four, an entire family, yeah. was arrested yesterday in the April 2016 murder of eight members of another family in rural Ohio. What? Seven adults and a teenage boy with prosecutors suggesting that the killing stemmed from a custody dispute. Ohio Attorney General Mike DeWine said that four, the four suspects had carefully planned the murders for months. <sighs> Those indicted, 26-year-old Edward Jake Wagner, his father, 47-year-old George Billy Wagner, and Billy Wagner's wife, 48-year-old Angela Wagner, and 27-year-old George Wagner, could face the death penalty if they're convicted. The eight victims were found shot in the head at four separate homes. They were Jake Wagner's 19-year-old former girlfriend, Hannah Roden, who shared custody of their daughter and her parents, siblings, and other relatives. What the Im- hell? Imagine the level of disconnect. when And they're planning this. Like, yeah. so, okay, so Wednesday we're going to murder that family, right? Yeah. I mean, they had sit-down meetings, yeah. discussions, and the whole thing. So, Hey, look, I brought some bear claws. There wasn't one person that was like, this isn't, I don't want to be a part of this. Roden's day's old daughter, another baby, and a young and uh, a young child were unharmed. A lawyer for the Wagners said yesterday that they are innocent, so obviously they're going to... You know, when you think of things for the family to do together, Dutch Wonderland comes yeah. to mind. Yeah, not murder, murder the other family. People. <laughs> a man has been arrested after he drove his pickup truck into a courthouse in Mississippi. Now, people drive their vehicles into, uh, you know, uh, buildings all the time, yes. but... 28-year-old Keith Cavalier told officers he intentionally crashed into the Harrison County Courthouse early Saturday because it was the best way to let them know that his drug paraphernalia had been stolen. <laughs> Seemed like a good idea. An email, time. maybe? Uh, or maybe, since it's illegal, don't even let him know at all. No one was hurt. Cavalier has been charged with driving under the influence and malicious mischief because of... Well, what am I supposed to do? Damage to the building. He is being held in the county jail. My drug paraphernalia was stolen. A naked, dabbing, peeping Tom is on the run in a small New Jersey town, and authorities are seeking the public's help before he strikes again. So he he's naked and does the dab? That's exactly it. Mm. Two incidents took place in Hillsborough Township on September 14th and November 1st. Prosecutors said Monday that two other incidents in July and September may be related as well. This in reminds the, me of the serial killer who did the electric slide. Uh, in the most recent episode, a homeowner looked out her back door around 7 p.m. November 1st, saw a naked man peep, peering into her house. He had only on a black wig, black shoes, and white with white stripes like and a book. bandana over his face. He was captured on surveillance video appearing to dab, a popular dance move in which the head is dipped into the crook of a bent arm. I wonder what that's all about. Kyle Kaufman, a teenager who lives in the area, said that he had to do a double take when he spotted the naked man running around. Said it looked like he was on drugs. He was running through backyards. The same person was captured on video in the September 14th incident. And in a July 31st encounter, Hillsborough mother said that she went outside her house to find a naked man in the bushes. She said, I yelled at him, what are you doing? I'm doing the dad. And he kind of froze and turned around trying to move away, obviously. Uh, The woman who wanted to remain anonymous said the man said nothing. He stayed completely silent. She said not a word came out of his mouth. Police have stepped up patrols in the area. They say they don't believe it's a prank, and they want the public's help in identifying the naked dabbing suspect. One last story. 
An intruder who attempted to burglarize a home in El Paso, Texas last week bled to death after cutting himself at a broken window. Uh-oh. Yeah. The homeowner who is not being publicly identified called police last Tuesday evening after he discovered a broken window and blood splattered around his home. That's a dying the ghost method. While searching the yeah, searching the residence, police found the body of 28-year-old Javier Teller. Uh, or Tellas, uh, Tellas likely bled to death after cutting his arm on broken glass while climbing inside an investigation. Boy, I screwed up. Is ongoing. That's pretty <laughs> wild, man. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for you in the bizarre file. So tomorrow is a special day. It's the Great American Smokeout. And for the past several years, we've had a friend of ours stop by and try to help people kick the habit for good. It is Dr. Steven Rosenberg. He is one of Philadelphia's leading hypnotist and therapist. Do you know that the, I think he does a deal, and he'll explain it tomorrow, but the he offers the services to the police for smoking cessation. And as, and as we found out over the years, he has an incredible track record with success. So this is tomorrow morning. Keep this in mind. If you want to try this out, We'd like to invite you here. We need six callers who are available to be here tomorrow. Six smokers. 215-263-WMMR. Especially want somebody, if you've tried and tried other ways, it hasn't worked, and you're like, man, I'll do anything. We've had people go through the session, walk out, and not smoke again. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. 215-263-WMMR. Six callers available early tomorrow morning to come by here. And be a part of the whole thing. So let's uh, let's get you on board. Okay? Should we take on someone who's interested in starting smoking but can't quite get it going? Let's skip that. Skip maybe, that one. Maybe next right. year. Less of a good story to tell. How about the Great American Smoke In? Smoke In. <laughs> we'll do that. I really want to smoke, and yet it's I just can't get into it. Uh, don't forget we have a secret uh, text word chance. We're going in tickets to see Tom Segura live coming up on November 16th. It's the 1030 show at the Miriam Theater. Text word secret to 39333. Damn it, we have too much going on around here. <laughs> I'm trying to get it all out to you. It's just, what the hell? What am I going to do? I'll come back with more information on more ways to win and stuff and things. And in fact, with the wedding coming up that we're going to do, the mass wedding at the Camp Out for Hunger, more of the details coming up next. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Weekly Rush. A video highlights compilation gleaned from an entire week's worth of laughs. Available now in the Get Local section of Xfinity On Demand. Hey, uh, Nick is out tomorrow night. Ryan's Pub. It is a Bud Light Philly Philly tour, and they're at uh, one twenty four West Gay Street in Westchester. Going high, come out gay. He's <laughs> at the, uh, That's the word, the right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they've been there for seventeen years. Um, don't miss a Bud Light Philly Philly tour tomorrow night, seven to nine, and you can enter to win Eagles game tickets and sign Eagles merchandise. Courtesy of Bud Light. So, Nick, on location tomorrow night. Don't miss out on that. Uh, we mentioned when we were on with our friends at Fox Good Day just a little while ago that at uh, Camp Out for Hunger, we always try to do something fun and different and exciting. Uh, this year, we are going to be having uh, many, many couples exchange vows, and they are going to officially become man and wife. Or wife and wife, or man and man, however it may or be. Or three man and a wife. All those things. <laughs> two two dads and a... What was that show? And a cup. Two dads. Two dads and a cup. Two dads. <laughs> uh, so we are doing the Preston and Steve Hungry for Love mass wedding that's taking place. And it was an idea that was kicked off by uh, the gentleman we have on the phone line who just said, Hey, I run a, I'm, I run a wedding company. You guys want to get somebody married? And we said, Well, how about a lot of people married? Yeah. So we are welcoming uh, Reverend Patrick from uh, Philadelphia Wedding hey, Company yeah. this morning. Hey, Pat, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> 
Or should I say, <laughs> oh, good. Reverend? Oh, he's one of those. Oh, yes, he's one of those. Yeah, <laughs> Kathy is already one over. Look, <laughs> guys, I just want to say it's an absolute pleasure to finally bother you at work. Ah, it's our pleasure to have you bother us. Thank you, man. All right, so, so Reverend, are you going to be conducting the ceremony? Yes, I will. Okay, and how many people over time do you think you've uh, you've joined in matrimony? Hundreds. Hundreds. All right, we like that. You might do hundreds in one day uh, with this event, the way things are working. We're trying to figure out how many people we can have in for this event. But one of the things we do need to cover, and and we're still working out the details on this, is when people submit, and I need to keep in mind, if you're going to submit through our website, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that you will be invited to be a part of this. We we need to uh, figure out how many people we can handle. But if you are going to submit... Here's a couple of things you need to know as to what the requirements will be as far as paperwork goes. So could you spell all that out for us, Pat? I certainly could. So all the fans you got out there in Jersey and Delaware, come on down. But you need to get your wedding license in Pennsylvania. Ah, okay. To be married in Pennsylvania, you must have a Pennsylvania marriage license. And how does one go about that? You go right to City Hall. You can Google the closest county where you are from Jersey. Just go. Apply, grab it, and come on down. Okay, so any county in Pennsylvania will work. That is correct. Now, just to be clear, uh, we will be inviting you. So if you you just don't go and get it and come on down, and we'll marry, we we it, w- for for that purpose, as Preston said early, we know that um, you know we're going to be extending the invitation. We're trying to get a handle on how many people are going to be there. Yeah, hopefully we but, can contact people today. Right, and then you'll know for sure. So here's what I want you to know before you submit to come down. Keep in mind that this is what you're going to have to right. do if me, you're cho- yeah. if you're chosen. Now, let me ask you, uh, Patrick. So, uh, if you do get your 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 uh, license in Pennsylvania, obviously at that point you're legally married, correct? Yeah. Once I sign off on it, on it, that is correct. Boom. Okay. So it's not like you're only married in Pennsylvania and can go back to Delaware and whore around. That's correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice, nice. So you recently, you guys uh, married somebody at uh, at an Eagles game recently, right? That's correct. Oh, that's awesome, man! What is what is one of the more strange locations that you've uh, you've had people tie the knot? Let me tell you, the, the most awesome wedding I've done, and I've done three of them: hot air balloon, hot air balloon, wow, hot air balloon. That's pretty cool, Preston. We should have. We took a hot air balloon ride. We should have gotten married. It was awfully romantic. It Steve. was. Yeah. Oh my god, I like that. Yep. Uh, cool. And so, uh, what, what all do you guys do as far as weddings go? So we can plug the business here, uh, Pat. We like to call it cradle to grave. We do baptisms, we do weddings, and we also do funerals. Have you ever done all in one shot? (laughs) Yes. Not really. Okay, because that'd be cool as well. We may have to do that next year. Might as well. But So the largest number of people you've done at one time has been how many? Singular weddings. This will be the largest. This is it. No we, we we win by 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 default. I love it. Def- absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. And, All right. and I'll tell you a funny story. I pulled in Wawa this morning to get my uh, coffee, and as I was squeezing out of my car, I glanced into the car next to me, and the gentleman in the passenger seat had the uh, website up, <laughs> and he was typing. And I was going to tap on the window and say, "Hey, that's me." <laughs> 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 He looked, like he, he looked like he was packing. You know what? Hungry for hunger, yes. Gunshot wound for love, no. Right, Not yes. Happening. All right. That's awesome. All right. Well, listen, we're, we're going to get 
back to you uh, very soon about, uh, you know, what the volume is going to be for this event. But uh, we just wanted to, to get on and chat real quick and get some of the details out to people who might be considering this. So we're looking forward to it, man. Awesome, guys. So am I. All right. Excellent. Well, thank All you right. very it's much. Very it's going to be very Love that. Love that. Love that. Uh, so the wedding itself is going to be on the 28th, and you can uh, submit. But keep that in mind before you submit. Uh, that there is a little bit of paperwork you have to do. It's pretty quick and easy, pretty painless. Uh, he was saying. So I love being proponents of marriage too. You, yeah. you know, happily married. Me, I'm coming up on 21 years. Wow. Yeah, and uh, it, it's uh, listen. It's it's a glorious thing when you find that right person and marry them in the right parking lot. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say. Um, <laughs> Thank you to, to Patrick and to his partner, Joseph uh, Sheridan. They've been so helpful in setting all of this up thus far, and uh, it is a big ende- endeavor. It's the first time we've ever done anything like this, but these guys are, are walking me through some of the things, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. You know it's, what? It's, it's if the weddings awesome. go well, I would maybe in a few years we do last rites. Sure. Yeah. You bring out That's your recently idea. deceased loved ones. Recently deceased. Or if there's somebody on the uh, who's at the end of their life, just bring them out. Maybe they'll Absolutely. expire right there in the tent. We'll we euthanize them. Yeah, we we'll, well. we'll do the can drop and just disconnect the cables. Oh, dear God. <laughs> just disconnect the cables. Right. Right. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Skelly Amusements will be on hand once again. Yes, and, sir. And uh, they will have our can drop ride, which we do the... Um, uh, we do the the, the contest. Um, drop quiz. Drop quiz. Thank you, Casey. That's uh, like the most fun. I love that. It's, it, it doesn't get old. No. And uh, we have a few other rides that will be out there and, and games for uh, everybody to play. Every, Children of all ages. Everything is shaping up nicely. And there's also another thing that we're going to attempt to do, Preston, which we we'll, may have to tease uh, in a few days about uh, a major celebrity we're looking to have participate. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You're correct about that. All right, so we're working on that thing, too. So uh, real quick, uh, speaking of weddings, I did see this article in uh, Bride Magazine. I read that all the time. I have a subscription. Mm -hmm. Uh, How many bridesmaids should one choose? (gasps) Oh, my God. so okay. keep in mind, Kathy's, Kathy's got I'm it. I'm in. I right. am here. She's, as out as she was for Stanley Preston, <laughs> she's in for this. Before I mention this, if you do end up coming to the wedding, don't bring a lot of people with you. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna the space might be an issue, and I know you may want family and friends and so forth to witness your nuptials. But this is for people who may be on the eloping side of things. You don't want your family there anyway. They're dumb enough to let you get married in a parking lot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so my brother is getting married, and uh, him and his fiance are having, I think, a, a little bit of difficulty uh, with the wedding party because okay. they don't want it to be too big and they you know they have to choose between these people that they've been friends with for you know a long time this has got to be the bane of uh existence for the bride i think more so than the groom i think guys like i got it you know when you're choosing groomsmen or whatever but but there is there is a definite political atmosphere that surrounds the selection of your bridesmaids correct well here here are a few things that they've come up with they have uh four rules for deciding how many bridesmaids to have okay okay Rule number one, there's no right bridesmaid number. It says you don't need a certain number of bridesmaids. You don't have to choose an odd number, an even number, or a certain number like five because you've seen that most people on your Facebook timeline have selected that amount. It's not a numbers game. So you don't, it's, it's up to you. It's, it's completely yeah. up to you. It's more based on weight, right? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you want, I need a thousand pounds of bridesmaids. You want all heavy bridesmaids. <laughs> uh, number two, don't feel pressure to have the same amount of bridesmaids as groomsmen. Really? You okay. don't have to do that. The only time anyone will notice that you have less bridesmaids than he has groomsmen is when it's time to walk down the aisle, which, by the way, no one really pays much attention to because they're sitting there fidgeting in excitement waiting for you to walk down the aisle. So is is the perception that, okay, 
because, yes, and that operates under the, the premise that, oh, well, you're pairing them up or whatever. They're all coming with their dates or their husbands or wives, but I think, right? It's fine. You you make it work. You know, yeah. either it's one and one or you throw two guys with one yeah. girl or one girl with two guys. Two guys yeah. or, and a cup <laughs> yeah. and a chalice. You're yeah. in the church. There's always cups. Press, you, were, you said that uh, people are sitting there fidgeting with excitement. Um, I hate going to weddings. Like, yeah. I, I'll go to... Everybody re- hates going uh, to weddings. I, and so I can't tell you the last wedding that I actually went to. I, I go to the reception... And I, I, I don't know. Like, I just can't. I don't. If it's somebody you're very, very tied to, you go to the wedding. Uh, otherwise, you go to the to the reception. I agree. My my mind wanders yeah. during during weddings. And, and when they're going through the 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 uh, all of the uh, uh, tradition and, and uh, the uh, the, cer- the ceremony uh, and exchanging of vows and stuff like that, I'm listening to this stuff and my cynical mind is running through just some <laughs> yeah. terrible stuff. It's I I you know well because you've been through it for a long time yeah, and, and yeah. all of the stuff that that goes on is like fairy tale stuff yeah what you need to do is take two like and they're standing there and then what happens is they they morph into their street clothes and there's a table between them and there's lawyers on each side yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so anyhow back to the bridesmaids uh, just because someone chose you as a bridesmaid doesn't mean you have to choose them. I would imagine that that there's if you feel like it's an so, obligation. Kathy, is that is that true? Is that cool with, with what Preston just said? Yeah. See, I think that's where it gets a little, uh, you know, a sticky situation because if you know you had me in your wedding and then all of a sudden I'm going to get married, I'm not going to have you. Yeah. Uh, I it's, don't know. It's it's perce- uh, do you think most women would perceive it that it's a reciprocal obligation? I would think so, unless there's like a, you know a stipulation where listen, I'm only having my sisters, you know, yeah, something yeah. like that. So it says here, if you're still close with them, go for it. If you haven't spoken in two years or more, then it may be a little awkward rekindling your friendship during your okay, wedding well, adventure. Well, yeah, something like that. If if it's in the same time period, you're still friends, then yes. Yeah. But if if it's gone a few years and you're not as close, then no, I, I don't think that that you have to have that person. Yeah. All right. Here's another one. It's okay to not have any bridesmaids or include a bridesman instead. If you want to. So there's no cardinal rule about how many bridesmaids you should have. But you can also have, a, if you have a guy in your life that you can't imagine leaving out, by all means, bestow the bridesman title upon him. This is happening more and more. I and think that's totally to fine. Yeah, yeah, I knew, I had, I knew a bridesman. And I went to a wedding recently where uh, a woman was in the groom's, uh, it was, yep. she was a groom's woman. Yep. Uh, which I thought was really cool. Well, some of and my she, good friends have been, you know, I mean, throughout life have been, some of my best friends have been women. But in, instead of uh, wearing a dress, uh, she wore tux. With oh. the guys, which was kind of neat, yep. but with her own little flair to it. Which and did the guy cool. wear a dress? Uh, no, there no, wasn't a guy on the no, other side. No, the guy that I knew, no, he didn't wear a dress. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little interesting, yeah, one. It would be cool. But he I did, might do it. But he did stand on her side. Yeah. Like, he didn't st- stand with the men. He stand. He stood with all of the ladies. Yeah. yeah. All right, so here is, uh, here's what your bridesmaid number reveals about you. Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Before, so that Kathy doesn't adjust so she gets a good rating here, how many bridesmaids did you uh, have? Oh, well, keep going because I have to count. It was so long ago, I don't remember. Yeah, that sounds like someone else was waiting. No, I, I will there count. Were so I many count. of them. Yeah. I think, no, I did. I had a very large bridal party. I think I had five. Well, somebody had to the shrimp. I think I, I think I had five groomsmen, uh, if I recall correctly. I had a best man. Okay. My dad. Yep. And my, my uh, it was a destination wedding, though, so my brothers were not in town. So. I had eight. You had eight. Okay, so ten plus. Bridesmaids, you're the social butterfly of your clique and always like to keep a gaggle of girls or guys around you to ham it up with you. Your motto in life 
is work hard, play hard, and that you do. After a long day at the office, you can either be found partaking in happy hour, meeting up with your meetup group, or hosting a dinner party with your besties and their significant others too. Others too. You're charming and utterly irresistible, so it's no wonder why people are naturally drawn to your bubbly energy. In the boardroom or the bedroom, people can't stand you. All right, so here we go. Seven to nine. This is Kathy. Okay, that's me. Seven, Seven to nine. nine. All right. You're a modern day nomad with besties scattered all across the country. That's you. Some may say you're indecisive, but your friends mean the world to you, and there's no way you could picture saying I do without them all standing by your side. You jump at the chance to take girls vacays and enjoy gossiping about everything from celebrities to fashion to uh, finance with them. Others would definitely describe you as outgoing, fun to be around, and even the life of the party from time to time. I think that's right. I think that's that's accurate. There are some things there. I don't know that I'm gossiping about the Kardashians with my friends when I get They're, they're all positive but... attributes. You know, they, you're shifty and furtive and you, you yeah. make bad investments and I mean, you have I a general have... body odor. It's all stuff you say, of course that's me. No, but if I were to have a bridal party now, like you said, you have friends across the country. Like, you know, yeah, at this point, like my best friend, one of my best friends lives in Colorado. You know, one lives uh, down in Maryland. And, you know, so, yeah, they are scattered across the country. And we also have to keep in um, consideration, like, family members as well. So, like, you know, my wife, for instance, like, she had to have my sister and my sister-in-law in the wedding party. Do you well, know what I mean? That, like, to have is, is a loose definition. I mean, I think part of the, what this is is yeah. you don't necessarily have to. That, that's traditionally yeah. you have to have them, but, but you don't really have to have them. It's Ultimately, it's up to you. There are pressures that yeah. you feel from family and from friends, but I think that part of this is uh, being able to ignore those pressures. It's also pressures that you sort of put on yourself. And Absolutely. This is, this is a lot like... When you're inviting people to a wedding, it's like, oh my gosh, I can't have Sally in my wedding party and not have Sandy in it. Like, meanwhile, Sandy's probably like, you don't have to pick me. Well, Sandy <laughs> is with uh, Kanicki. Yeah, uh-huh. right. And then you got to figure out which table to put him at. There's all kinds of texts coming in about the varieties of uh, uh, wedding parties they've had. Here's and this one says, I had a man of man of honor, a couple bridesmaids, and a bridesman too. Uh, it was awesome. My husband had a woman on his side as well, so that's cool. Just think about the people that are most special to you. I had at my wedding. I so I'm, I'm Catholic, but I had a rabbi conduct the ceremony, and I married a horse. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good God, I, it was weird. Huh? Uh, four to six bridesmaids. While you love socializing and hanging out with your friends, you also like your alone time and can get overwhelmed when mm. there's too many people around at once. Your bridal party most likely consists of your sister or sister-in-law your BFF since childhood, and a few other ladies that you've known for years who are currently still close to you. Well, you know, a lot of times people will have this, they will look to extend that gesture as a way to sort of perhaps firm up a relationship or, you know, hey, you're going to be a bridesmaid. (laughs) Oh, that's sweet. I guess guess you've forgiven me for shooting your last boyfriend. By the way, four to six bridesmaids says you still, you may have been a dancing machine in your single days, but you now enjoy drinks and dinner and brunch, of course, (laughs) with the girls on the weekend. Who wrote this, Angela Lansbury? I don't Uh, know. Like, I feel like that would be me now. (laughs) What, well, not when you got married. I guess I'm just a right. dancing machine. Yeah. No, but you see, now just like drinks. And- yeah. I like to just hang out and watch drinks and watch my Jonas Brothers <laughs> to go to on brunch. the television. And then we go out for brunch. You can be uh, the best Manthe. Oh. <laughs> oh. I stand in the middle. I love that. <laughs> I'm actually on the, on the priest's shoulders. Uh, one to three bridesmaids. Loser, you don't have any friends. Whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> I am kidding. You couldn't decide between your group of girls, so you simply opted to ask only your bestie or your sister or both instead. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you won't have some of the rest of your squad stop by for a quick champagne toast before the ceremony or hit Couldn't the dance floor. Notice that I wasn't asked. Or hit the dance floor <laughs> together at the reception. You're fiercely loyal, all about family, and you would do anything for the people you love in your life. In your free time, you like nothing more than hitting up a local museum, going to an art show, or even <laughs> checking crap. out your favorite up-and-coming band at a dive bar. On the other hand, you're also completely happy uh, having a movie night with your man. You love magazines with glossy covers and spinners on your hubcaps. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, do you have any regrets on your bridal party and, and maybe people that you, somebody you left out or... Somebody that probably shouldn't have been in it? Well, I had eight girls, so I didn't leave anyone out. Um, But I do not talk to one of my bridesmaids today. I don't regret having her in it because at the time, she was one of my best friends. She no longer is, and that's life. But the rest of them uh, are still my best friends today. Okay. Uh, If you have no bridesmaids... You march to the beat of your own drum, and as far as tradition goes, you're certainly not afraid to break with it. Of course, you, you have flash cooter all the time. You have several close friends you could ask, but your wedding is small, and you really want to focus the focus to be on you and your fiance. And that's not to say that you like being the center of attention, though. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Small talk totally isn't your thing, and you much prefer deep conversations to mindless chit chat. Come on, let's get this done. Let's go. Let's go. If you were to go in and see a wedding, uh, uh, um. Without any bridesmaids, would you naturally jump to conclusions? No, I would think that um, this is just in my head, but that maybe it's somebody who's getting married uh, at an older age. Okay. I would, uh, my mind goes to either a destination wedding or a very, very small ceremony. So my wife had the, uh, her sisters were her bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so that's it's a lot of them too, right? Well, um, no, oh. she has brothers as well. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but she comes from a family of nine. nine she's right? the youngest of nine. Yeah. So how many? How many? Sisters? So there, there was Barbara and Mary. Okay. And so, and then they're the brothers. Okay. You know, there's Jebediah. So she had two. Cephas, <laughs> two bridesmaids. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Uh, so keep in mind, though, if you're getting married at our wedding, uh, don't bring a big no. wedding party. <laughs> yeah, if you're coming, we're to just that. not going to have room for them. There's a lot of people that want to get on board. Uh, let me go to a couple of calls. I'm going to go to. I like this one. I have Eugene on the line. Hi, Eugene. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Not much. So when I got married, my wife had more bridesmaids than I had groomsmen. Okay. So the plan was when when they announced the bridal party, the best man comes out with two of the girls. Mm -hmm. So then to to even it up, I bought three blow-up dolls for the guys to come out with. So they all came out with one real woman, and then it came out with a blow-up doll. That's great. (laughs) You rounded it out. That is a great idea. And, And they were... They were like the blow-up dolls that you would picture losers in their basement living with because they couldn't find a real girl. So, right. so Eugene, did they have like, I mean, like the big round mouth with the, you know, were they anatomically oh, yeah, correct? Yeah, they, they did. I'll, I'll send you guys a picture. On I want to see that. Did you? Did you? Were they dressed or did you bring them? <laughs> bring them out naked <laughs> with their pasties so on. At first, they were dressed, but then the clothes all came off of them. Oh, I'm uh, sure. There, there, there were pictures of. Pictures of guys biting the nipples of the blow up dolls. <laughs> oh my this God. was not in the church, right? This was at the reception. My three year old son was like all over the blow up doll. People thought that it was too much for him to be playing with, but everybody had a good time and we all had a good laugh about it. Hey, oh if, you're, if your three year old son can't play with a sex doll at a wedding, yeah. what's this world coming to? Exactly. All right. Thank you, Eugene. That's actually a great idea. I'll go next to Emily. Hi, Emily. Good morning to you. 
Hi. Hey, what's up, Emily? I had a friend who just wanted to have all of her 10 friends from college in it, and her husband had no friends and uh, one brother-in-law, and she just forced him to have all of her friends' boyfriends at the time to be in this big Catholic wedding to have even. It was so mean. So his groomsmen were all her girlfriend's boyfriends? Correct. And they all... um, and so the pictures now have all these guys that are like 25 that they were dating, and it was like a big wedding. So Ooh. it wasn't a not like no one's crazy. friends with anyone. Let me ask you, Emily. Then, so did he have? A, did he have a, like a, a best man? Did someone throw him a a, a, a it, bachelor her party? Her brother. Her, her brother. brother. Wow. Well, A, I feel bad for this guy. That yes, he didn't. dear. I'm glad he did that. <laughs> yeah, Why I love to have all of these people I don't know. Yeah, that's. That's a shame. Why not the UPS driver? Emily, are they are they still together? Yeah, happily married. He, he's too afraid to leave, right? Yes, dear. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it can get a little funky. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. I went to a wedding a few years ago, and uh, the bride was uh, had a certain joie de vivre in college, and yeah. half the dudes in the wedding party uh, had, <laughs> had slept with. Yeah, and it, it's just yeah. weird to and and they, they these two people are still married. They're really happy. They they you know whatever happened in her past was in her past. But it it was an odd thing to witness while sitting in the church, looking at oh she slept with that guy. And I remember when wait she did the preacher guy. bring so, it up? No. So let, let me ask you this because I was at a wedding one time where we were all sitting around going, uh, how many yep. of us yep. did? Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, I did, I did, I did, uh, and I was in that collective. And um, uh, so they were in the bridal party. Yeah. Yeah, oh because he was friends God. with all these people at, at one point, or it's still. And, was he aware? Or yes? Oh, okay. Listen, I mean, the, college every, happens. College it happens. does. It does. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and, and I agree. He was not that. He was not slutty in college, but she was. And I don't say slutty in a pejorative term. I mean, she just she she loved having. Yeah, she liked. Yeah, she around. loved the flesh. And, no problem. And and, uh, and just for me, it was odd, but whatever for them, it seemed to work, and it are, still does. And are they still together? Absolutely. Well, there you go. Yeah, love. Is as you start your marriage, it's good to have a partner who knows what they're doing. Yes, <laughs> I mean, really knows. <laughs> what I'm saying is, someone who could write a textbook and a follow-up book and give a TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be the keynote speaker. Yeah. Steve. yeah. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Listen, no, you're right, Kathy. College happens, and it's sometimes it's time to say goodbye to that part of your life and settle down. And uh, that's exactly what happened in the case that I was talking about. They're still together. If your heart is in the marriage, it's the right person yeah. for you. Listen, no one needs to apologize, or that they're you know now they're together. Now they're moving forward. I'm going to go to uh, <laughs> Scott next. Hi, Scott. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, buddy. So, what's your uh, what's your wedding party story here? So I had, I actually was supposed to get married 10 years ago, and that didn't happen. So I already had, I think, eight groomsmen. All right, so, so got, you, you, had, you had, I mean, everything was lined up and ready to go, and then yeah, it got actually called about off. About 10, day, 10 days before, she had a change of heart. Wow. It turns out she was uh, dating a co-worker. Uh-huh. You know, probably dodged a bullet. Yeah, okay. you did. Yep. That's Absolutely. Good. Yeah. All right, so then yeah. fast forward. So two months ago, I married my, you know, my my lovely, understanding <laughs> wife who allowed me to have 15 groomsmen, <laughs> and she had 
five bridesmaids. So you made, you made good on the guys from the first wedding, and then you've made a whole bunch of other friends since then. Yeah, and I didn't want to exclude anybody. You know, I've, I've had meaningful relationships with all of them, and uh-huh. uh, we still stay in touch. And you That's, know, that's amazing. I, what the hell, you know? Yeah. I have to ask, Scott, when they stood at the altar with you, were they standing too deep uh, instead of 15 across? <laughs> no. They, actually, they were supposed to sit down, but they started drinking before the wedding, and they didn't seat anybody, so they lost the, the seats in the rows that they were supposed to sit. So they did have <laughs> 15 of them all lined up, and it was a, a great ceremony. It was nice and quick, and everyone uh, seemed to enjoy it and not really notice the, the, you know, the, the line of dudes on the one side. Okay. Yeah, so that's very cool that that happened, and kudos to your wife for being uh, that understanding. Thanks. All yeah. right, thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. I uh, think it it really does not matter. You do matter. what you want to do, what's going to make you happy, and that you're going to look back on 10 years from now and be happy with the decision you now, made. Because you're talking like you're a lucid person who's talking that way, but you know how many brides will fret over just the physicality of the bridesmaids for the symmetry of the picture mm-hmm. and, and how they'll line up on each side for the wedding photos. Let me, I'll give you a bit of advice if you're getting married. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Just yeah. do whatever makes you happy. You know what's more important? The marriage yeah. than the wedding day. I wonder where the tradition started, by the way. With a bridal having, party? Yeah, having someone stand by you and what the reasoning was Camden. behind that. And Camden? That's where it started. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, how it came about. I'll have to oh. look that up at some point. As uh, and, and we've got time to talk about weddings because we uh, are going to be doing ours on Wednesday the 28th at the Camp Out for Hunger. Obviously, this is a food drive. So what we want to do is to try to draw as many people to the uh, the food drive itself. So each and every person who's going to be uh, getting married is required. That's your, that's your cost. you got to bring a donation to the Camp Out for Hunger. So we're doing whatever we can to get more donations come down and the wedding is part of that. Do you know where this wedding is ahead of all other weddings? Where? When was the last wedding you went to where they had confetti cannons? Yeah. Hmm. That's what you have to ask yourself. Yeah. Yep, that too. And we're going to have a live band. Photography is taken care of, cake, all these things. Television coverage. Pretty Pretty much much a done deal. It's a done deal. All right, so we're (laughs) going to take a break. I would like to give away some beer. I have a Casey Yards Brawler 16-ounce pounders. Caller number 12-215-263-WMMR. It's the time of year when everybody's getting together, and if you're you're bringing uh, beer, bring the good stuff. Bring the brawler from Yards, and you can pick up a case of 16-ounce pounders at at, uh, Beer Mill. In Westchester. So call right now. Call number 12. You get it. Uh, the Revivalists are here. Nice. And they need to get set up. So we are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. And we're going to get some live music here in our studio. We're excited. The Revivalists, uh, they're going to be playing The Met in January. Uh, tickets are on sale now at themetphilly.com. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Cool gifts are what Worldwide Stereo is all about. Wrap a genuine surprise and wow someone all year long. Montgomeryville, Ardmore, and online at WorldwideStereo.com. Hey, it's Preston from the Preston and Steve Show. This holiday season, I'm going to be buying hand and stone massage and facial spa gift cards for my family and friends. And listen, during the Black Friday weekend, it is their buy one, get one free sale on gift cards. Visit one of their over 50 locations in your neighborhood or visit handandstone.com. Restrictions apply. See spot for details. 
Do you ever wonder why everyone hates Steven Singer? Well, he makes buying a diamond easy with his 100-day no-hassle money-back guarantee and free shipping both ways, making returns and exchanges hassle-free. Visit Stephen at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. That's what I was going to say. Uh, Nell's happy because it's sunny. Zach and David of the Revivalists are here. They're very nice guys, but their equipment is not uh, ready to go. So we're going to have to hold off a moment. Um, That's right. And uh, we'll get to the uh, live performance in just a little while. I like the intriguing setup. I think we're going to hear some harmonica this morning. Oh, no kidding. Harmonica mic over there. Look behind you, Nick. See that over there? Oh, it's one of those. Really yeah, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. uh, so anyhow, they're going to be uh, performing in a little while. So in the meantime, while they're getting the equipment set up, how about we go through some items in the junk drawer? Yes, of course. Oh. These are things that I would eventually just throw away if I don't get to them. So, so every time we do the junk drawer, does Casey of Casey and the Sunshine Band get a? Uh, he probably gets a couple pennies. A couple pennies. Yeah, yeah from yeah. Uh, from every time that we play that. All right. Uh, Steve, you mentioned box wine earlier this morning. Yes. Uh, you remember people thought that uh, Tide Pods looked like candy? Yes. Yeah, my dad ate one. Yeah. Your dad? Oh. He, he tried to eat one. Yes. I, we told the story when we were at um, Jack Frost in um, uh, for the Cardboard Classic. Yeah. In there they had it, and I had opened it by accident, so it was just sitting out, not in the foil, and he put it in his mouth. He thought it was candy. So here's what I want you to do then, Kathy. Okay. I want you to take this new Tide product and set it out. With a wine glass and see if your dad helps himself to it. It's called the Tide Eco Box, and apparently it looks like boxed wine. <laughs> oh my God. Really? <laughs> what are they kidding? doing over there at Tide? <laughs> It has a twist spout to dispense it. It's sealed in a bag inside the box, just like your favorite boxed wine. So leave Holy it crap, out. It does. Leave it out for your dad and and a, and a couple glasses of wine, Kathy, and see if he'll help himself to that. I mean, at least this is clearly labeled Tide. You know, like the the yeah, other ones yeah, yeah, yeah. were. If you well, take that out of the foil, it yeah. could so the, potentially the, be a candy. The other night, Preston, I, I have it unwrapped. I'm about to eat one of the new Tide Eclairs, oh. mm. <laughs> and I'm thinking, why would they market it this way? So the news director of BuzzFeed had written, "I've never wanted to do anything as much as I want to effing chug detergent out of this box." <laughs> I can't believe their solution to kids eating Tide Pods was to literally put it in a box with a spigot. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it's uh. like wine. It's like a box of Joe. It's crazy. I do prefer the the jugs that have that spigot on yeah. that because the way our washer is set up, you just pull this little shelf out and you push the button and it goes right into it. And it's really oh, easy you put it in a shelf. Yeah, there's this little shelf that that comes tied out. on the shelf. Yeah, no, no, no. That where, where you put the detergent in, so we, it just sits up there and just push the okay. button and goes right. Really, in. So it's very convenient. But now it looks like boxed wine. That's so, crazy. Mm-hmm, exactly. Well, they're so, going to catch a whole bunch of crap for that. Keep that in mind. All right. Uh, more junk drawer. Uh, Steve and I and Kathy, actually, we were talking about this story. It popped up a couple days ago. You probably saw it. These uh, high school class from uh, Barbu High School in Wisconsin. Uh, it looks like these guys are all throwing up the, the Hitler salute. Yes, uh, yes. The, the Sieg Heil. Sieg Heil, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, there's more that's come out about that now, and it looks like it was just the photographer, Kathy. Like you said, when you saw the picture, they, they're just waving. They look like they're just waving. He, he, the photographer had said, hey, you're, you're going to be saying goodbye to everybody, so everybody put your hand up. But I think that what I, I think a couple of them were jokingly doing it because the one guy front and center, looks has, like- his, his arm is up, is, is tight. And his hand, his f- fingers are together, well, and it, it looks like 
Yes, it looks like he's doing that because w- the one truth of the matter is when you're having people wave and it's a stag- static photo, yeah. your arms are up. The same thing happened. Sure. I forget who was who they're accusing of, of doing it as well when they were simply waving and the photo caught it in the middle. Mm-hmm. When you when it's a video, wave works. Right. But when your hands are waved up like that, it doesn't look good. I think a couple of them were doing it. Uh, but not to pledge, pledge their allegiance right. to Hitler. Yeah. But they were like, "Oh my God, it looks like we're doing the Nazi salute." This so is here a you school go. I could send my children to. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? Really, I think keyed off the controversy was that when it was posted initially uh, in a tweet, the caption was, "We even got the black kid to throw it up." Um, oh, okay. Well, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would think, and that's mm. since been so some, deleted. Some kid posted it. That one of the okay. Uh, it yeah. says the photo surfaced in a now deleted tweet on Sunday with a caption: "We even got the black kid to throw it up." So the photographer was just trying to hey wave wave goodbye, and yeah. then this happens. Yeah. So he had so said, never wave goodbye in a static picture. The uh, the photographer said, "I said okay, boys, you're going to say goodbye to your parents, so wave," and that's where that came from. But. Right. With the, with that text as on, in the post, and you see the guy in the gray right in front there. That guy's a little too He's austere. A little too excited to be doing. All right, that. guys, we're going to change that picture. I want you to flick your tongue between your index and middle fingers. <laughs> all right, this all right, is right. for mom and dad. That's just like, okay, I love just like blowing them a kiss, but right. it's different. All right, forget that. Right, right. All right, we're going to do two in the pink and one in the stink. Oh jeez, your God. How about you just stand there? Yeah. yeah. And then the one kid, we're looking at the picture to the left of the guy in the gray suit in the center. He's doing the okay symbol. Some people, which is a, holding up a three. Yeah. yeah. I think some people see that as a nod to the Third Reich or to Hitler or something along those lines. But then again, it's also the joke where yeah. if you look at that, you're supposed to put your hole, your finger in the hole. If yeah. you look at it, I can, I can punch I you. I can punch you. So... I don't know. I think it's it's more innocent than they were making it out to be. But you know, misunderstanding. We, we need to return to the time of the original cameras where you had to stand there for seven minutes for an exposure to take place. <laughs> yeah. No one smiled. Yeah. No one moved. But one of the one of the kids said he refused to do it when because he said as soon as I heard the photographer say, say raise your hand, I knew what was going to happen. Uh, they said, did he say anything to make it clear that it was raise your hand in this way in a Nazi symbol? He said, no, it wasn't that. And I'm pretty sure my classmates just interpreted it as raise your hand, so let's do this as a joke. Hmm. Um, so, I, you know, yeah, I think it was a misunderstanding, but I think a couple of them were throwing it up there jokingly. It's a good lesson. You know yeah. what I mean? How yeah. will we read in a pic, because this has happened before, where people have been out at events and their hands are raised up. Yeah. And there's a crowd of people around them and it looks like that. Well, you know why uh, photographers would say, say cheese, right? No. It looks like you're smiling. It looks like you're smiling when you yeah. say cheese. Because I have a football picture where the photographer said, all right, everybody on three, say poop. And everybody like, is uh, like this. Uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had somebody say whiskey is okay. another one, too. All right. Uh, uh, cheese. Anything with a long E in it is going to give you a smile. Yeah, okay. Wait, what's, the other, what's the selfie saying? Or the Oh, oh prune. Vajumic. Oh. Prune. Oh, that's the lips. Yeah, the duck lips. Uh, say, say prune. Everybody say prune. And then oh you get uh, duck lips and look like a moron. What What gives you the face? What would you say to give uh, you? Uh, <laughs> everybody say... Jeremy spoke in class today. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Vedder. <laughs> so I, I guess that... The you can't po- say any... I'm sorry. You can't say anything with that. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And part of the problem with these high school kids in this photo was that there was also all these reported uh, incidents of racism, bigotry at, at that school okay. around the same right. time. There were? Yeah. So, okay. uh, so people are linking the two, even though there might not be a direct link. Again, return to Civil War photography will be set. (laughs) All right, something else from the junk drawer. 
Here's one in New Jersey. More than 20,000 people accused of drunk driving in New Jersey could have their cases tossed out based on a Tuesday ruling at the state Supreme Court. i got to say this is absolutely wonderful news. Uh, So it was a unanimous decision. A state police sergeant who was in charge of calibrating breath testing devices made the test results from five counties inadmissible as evidence. The court vacated the conviction of a woman who pleaded guilty to drunk driving based on a result from one of those machines and then died while waiting for the legal fight to finish. It also orders state authorities to notify anyone whose case involved results from machines that this guy, Sergeant uh, Mark Dennis, had handled. Those results may not be significantly sound. So the deal was is he was accused of lying on an official document about performing a legally required temperature check while calibrating just three machines known as Alcatest devices, which gauge the blood alcohol level of accused drunken drivers. Uh, it's still pending. The criminal case is still pending against uh, Dennis. But the accusations called into question any test results involving a machine that he handled, including <sighs> devices used by local police in Middlesex, yeah. uh, uh, Monmouth, uh, Ocean, Somerset, and Union counties between 2008 and 2016. Wow. Yes. This is all like North Jersey stuff. But still, man. You know, everybody's like, oh, please. Please. Ultimately, these requirements are in place for a reason. Yes, because honestly, if you, let's say, it needs to be accurate because it's yeah. an impactful thing. It's a dangerous, stupid thing to drive drunk. Yeah. But it's also, if you're going to get accused of this, you have to make sure that the machine is calibrated correctly. Yeah, well, a, false and positive, positive, so it, a false positive right. could 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 destroy so somebody's life. Let's say you're not you're not weaving or driving poorly and you're at a checkpoint yeah. and you pull up and they have a little bit of a reason to say. so you have to make sure. I and that's why they they're so fastidious about making sure they're calibrated and that's why this is such an issue. Mm-hmm. We have a, a co-worker and I, I won't say his name uh, who who was convicted of drunk driving and had to move as a result so that he could yeah. uh, be close to this building and and be able to walk to work because that, like if you think about how much that disrupts your life with, without having a car if you're used to having a car every day and and public transport uh, transportation is not an option it just uh, it, it can ruin your life. And, of course, yeah. drunk driving can ruin somebody else's yeah. life. And yep. kill people. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So 20,000 people. Now, whether or not this happens, I don't know. But, it, you know, it's happened where these technicalities have negated all these uh, these past cases because they, there's a chance that they could have been, you know, wrongfully, uh, uh, I, I guess, convicted isn't the right word. You remember they had to open up Gotham Prison because of what Bain found out. It yeah. happens. It happens. Mm. All right, what else do I have for you here? Other things. Let's uh, let's stick with cars uh, for just a moment. Uh, self-driving cars going to be changing a lot of things, including where people choose to get nasty. University of Surrey researchers treat. reviewed a number of studies and wrote about their findings in a paper published in the Annals of Tourism Research. They found the potential implications of autonomous vehicles, or AVs, Include how they'll reshape urban tourism, including how they'll revolutionary, revolutionize red light districts, putting prostitution on wheels. Oh, my God. Well, the, the, Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly in cities where the governance is in place, where prostitution is legal, and regulations allow AVs to develop fast and be on roads quickly. We could see this become uh, come together rapidly. Uh, Europe is one of those places. So since these vehicles can operate on their own without yes. an operator at all, yes. 
People are going to be getting it on inside of them, and they say that it may lead to prostitution on wheels. Well, yeah, just or just in general. Let's say you and the missus have had a wonderful night out, and you're driving back, and you can't wait till you get home. You know, you you can g- get it, and, and these cars will be designed differently to allow you. You know, it's it's uncomfortable in a regular I mean, it's car. Still illegal, right? Like, is that still no? If you, now, like, for example, there's autonomous. Like the Volvos have autonomous level three, right? Which means that so it'll it'll they'll drive, but they I think it's a smart move. You yeah. they have to know you're there at the wheel. No, so, I mean like uh, it's illegal. That's like public sex. No, right? you're in a car. You're in a closed car and can't be seen by the well, people around you. No, but you can. If get... you're in a parking lot, it's still illegal. Yeah, right? yeah. Absolutely. If you're if you're a hooker, but if you're if it's you, yeah, if it's yeah. you and your your you know. No, but I, I think what he's saying is to have sex in your car is illegal. Right. No. It, no? Yes. Don't you remember that, that locally there was a story of, I I believe it was some... It's public I, indecency. I, I think. think it was a police officer if you, who was actually caught. If you are in, say, a closed... And you've seen a lot of these... If you've seen the designs of a lot of these cars, they're... they're you can you can be totally unviewable from the outside. Uh, it can be illegal if because the on, car. You if you're on private property and not in anyone's line of sight, you're okay. If you're in a public place, regarding the regardless of the time of day, that's where this comes into question. Oh, okay, so let me like so for example, it would be if somebody complains about it, right? If you if someone's driving a van and you're in the back having sex with someone, that would not be illegal. I don't know, man. We should try. I have no idea because we're going to have a whole wedding going on with a lot yeah. of people. But. Anyhow, and the Porsche Club can come down. <laughs> yeah, you ever try to do that in a Just Porsche? Just bang in the frunk. Uh, so what they're saying is that by the time these cars are completely autonomous, and I mean, you don't even need to pay attention yes. what's going on. Uh, they're saying it might be the 2040s uh, when they think that it might be more common or, or it might be commonplace for people to be having sex in cars while they're going from A to B. Uh, so, yeah. you know, if, it's going to change so much because right now with autonomous with with the cars that can operate on their own, you still have to be you still have to pay attention. There are some that will will. That, yes. Or you're supposed to. There's, say there's, you're supposed to. There are some that allow you, you know, the, the, the full deal to some level. But when they get better and better and more comprehensive at it, uh, then this is going to be this could be the kind of thing. For example, you could you, you know, you'll be able to say, take me here. Mm. And it'll take you there, and you can fall asleep in the back. That's yeah. why they're designing harnesses that are. I was telling you about this, Preston, yesterday. That are the equivalent. So when you're seated, you have a seatbelt. What happens? What's your restraint system if you're in a car and you're asleep? Yep. How do you buckle up? Yep. Right? I wonder if this will. I mean, we were talking about DUIs earlier. If it will ever get to a point with these automated cars that you can. Have, you can drink some, all you have some drinks and then just hop in your car and it'll take you home safely. Would, What's your I name? I would bet there would be. Hal 9000. <laughs> have you I, had a few drinks tonight, Hal? <laughs> I have not. I would bet that they will be, but Casey would have to be in a car that is dedicated completely 100% to not being able to operate uh, by a human being. You know what I mean? But if it like, had a breathalyzer in it, it or something it, Casey, like that. It, it or it just doesn't even give you the option. Yeah. You, you, you can't get behind the wheel of this right. vehicle. Like. Uh, the movie uh, Minority Report. Yes. Like, they had dedicated highways that were specifically for these autonomous cars. When, okay. When more and more cars are in the system that way. Because they, they all communicate with each other. The cars do to know to stay out of the way it's, of each other. It's funny, though, because they'll say, oh, these, some of these cars, these are, you know, they, these cars have gotten into accidents. Well, human cars get into accidents all the time. You yeah. know, it, it's we'll go through the process and then we'll get there. But it's going to change a lot about commuting. 
about work done in the car, about reckoning when your workday starts. If you get into the car for your commute in the morning and you can sit there at your laptop and your Wi-Fi and do work as you're driving to work, does that count as part of your workday? Hey, do you guys remember? I saw it on the Internet years ago, and I haven't seen anything since, but they were working on this cool technology for, like, a new roadway that could – it would – it could defrost, yes. right? So if it was icy, it would automatically de- defrost the ice. It also could like light up, so you would have like lit up uh, street lines. Yeah, I and- saw I saw a similar video, Casey, where a lot of the panels on this roadway were solar powered, yes. so it would actually feed into the power grid. Um, because if you think about it, the road road space is um, often unused as, and, and could be a potential source uh, as a, a solar spot. Haven't seen much more on that, though. I did see that video a while ago. One more story. Ooh. One more story. Look at that. We're going all over the place. It's for you, Casey, so people won't send this to you, okay? Um, I, I, oh, I'm boy. sure I already got Take it. Take a uh, guess. Okay. Well, no, I, I saw the headline, okay, so I, right, I have right. an idea of what it's about. All right. Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even my favorite dressing, all right, guys? <laughs> Just relaunched. This has uh, become a legend now. I was because I saw the yeah. story this morning. I was thinking about that that segment and and you wigging out. It was so funny. Uh, they just relaunched their online store, and there are a ton of merchandise options up for sale, including a giant inflatable bottle of the popular dressing. Oh, I haven't gotten that yet. It's six and a half feet tall, and the inflatable comes with a blower and tethers as well. Now coming. What's that? Yeah, now I'm going to get like five in the mail. He's going to get these. Uh, the site also has two different holiday sweatshirts, a Hidden Valley Ranch a pop socket. What's a pop socket? Oh, uh, those things uh, you put on the back of your phone. Da- that's mom, actually. <laughs> pop socket. The, you know, it's like mom a little is round the pop thing socket. To, to hold your phone <laughs> okay. easy. Gotcha. Uh, a snow globe. And Hidden Valley Ranch wrapping paper. Do you know well. we should have in, at the wedding? We should have the uh, the aisle lined with six foot Hidden Valley Ranch dressing bottles. People can walk through yeah. those. Yeah. Uh, so they now have those available. Oh, and it's illuminated. I, I think that's. Uh, I think this is photoshopped. Is it? Damn. I it. think that's an actual ranch. Because I would. I mean, that's very bottle. cool. Yeah. Can I mention something that I've been getting like a thousand times, and uh, it's not what I'm talking about? But everybody is sending me. We talked about the wine advent calendar that yes. I saw, um, and uh, everybody is sending me one. Apparently, Aldi has come out with one, and you can get them in the stores, and it's pretty popular. There's been news articles about it, and it looks really cool. Um, but it comes in like a cardboard uh, setup, like it's basically a big cardboard advent calendar. That's not what I was talking about. What I right. was talking about was more of a decoration. It was a wooden tree, right. and you put not the actual flimsy. yeah, you put the actual wine bottles in it. So it was more of a decoration. You could put it out. So thank you to everybody who sent that to me. But that's unfortunately not what I was talking about. But that thing, uh, yeah, I would what? take it. I would take an inflatable uh, ranch bottle. That's kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah. Also, the sweatshirt, a, a nice ranch hooded sweatshirt. I would take one of those. <laughs> a keg of ranch. Come on. Yeah. Come on. A, a ranch fountain? No. Is this like your Christmas list now? No, I'm not doing a Christmas list. <laughs> You're not an animal. Yeah, I'm not an animal. I, but, I mean, that's just silly. But Yeah, but, but, but an inflatable ranch dressing bottle. That, it makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> that's fun. Yes. Okay. I should get that for you, for your pool. Uh, to float in? Yeah. yeah okay. You can come over and use it. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not going to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, that's all in the junk drawer. Just thought I'd clean some stuff out and uh, give these guys a little more time to get their equipment ready to go. Ready to go because uh, Dave and Zach of the Revivalists are here, and they're going to be performing in our studio. So let's take a break, and they can run through that equipment and see if yes. we can get that up and running and get to a performance when we get back. Stay with us. In the still of the night, I hear the wolf out hunting. 
93.3 WMMR presents Sniffing around your door Hailstorm This Saturday, indoors at BBMT Pavilion with In This Moment. Join us for complete concert coverage, broadcasting live from the venue with Marcus for a vicious indoor rock extravaganza. Get ready to get rocked with Hailstorm and In This Moment, presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, uh, 935. It's uh, Wednesday morning, Preston Steve Show. Hey, tomorrow night, Nick, out and about. Your chance to win some uh, Eagles tickets. He is going to be at Ryan's Pub. And he'll be, you're at the Westchester location, yes, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. 7 to 9. we got Eagles tickets. It's a, it's a great time when we do these events. I uh, do want to remind you, though, about uh, Maniunk. And uh, they have a location there. The legendary Smokey Joes in University City and P.J. Ryan's in Phoenixville are all operated exclusively by the Ryan family which has been continuously in the bar restaurant business in Philadelphia since 1915. But tomorrow night, uh, Nick, tomorrow, 7 to 9, Philly, Philly, Bud Light Tour, your chance to win. Let's get a look at traffic, and then we're going to welcome some guests to our studio. Kathy, what's going on? We've got a lot happening. We'll start in Delaware on Route 1 northbound between 40 and Route 7. We're jammed. The right lane blocked with an accident there. 95 southbound out of the northeast bridge to Girard. An accident cleared, but the delay's still out there. The Vine westbound heavy 8th to Broad Street and then northbound on 95. We're slowed near the Commodore Barry Bridge. Uh, Blue Route southbound slowing from Broomall to McDade. Also on the northbound side, we're backing up at Route 1. Schuylkill Expressway eastbound jam city to Girard. The right lane blocked with an accident westbound from the boulevard out to Gladwin and then in uh, New Jersey on the New Jersey Turnpike southbound at Hawksbridge Road. We've got jam traffic there. The right lane is blocked with construction. 55 northbound slows north of Deptford to the 42 freeway. This traffic report brought to you by Lowe's. Black Friday deals are on at Lowe's. Come in today for up to 40% off appliance special values. Offer valid through November 29th while supplies last. See store for details. U.S. only. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We're happy to have uh, the next couple of guys here in our studio uh, because they did a great performance with Pierre at a Pierre's Presents event in 2017 at the Ardmore Music Hall. We had mentioned that we were going to have the band in uh, today, and Pierre said you'll never fit them all in the studio. <laughs> uh, but we have two of the band members. There's eight altogether, I believe. But we want to welcome uh, from the Revivalists, we have uh, Dave and Zach, who are yeah. here. Morning, gents. Thanks for coming in. Did I get that right? Eight members all together? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Does that mean, uh, and we need to bring up their volume a little bit, Rodney. I can, I can barely hear him uh, on the mic. Um, is that, uh, is that a good thing? We having eight guys in the band. Does it, uh, is it get sometimes? Com- yeah, sometimes it's sometimes. Yeah. I think, uh, for the most part, it's, it's amazing because you know, it's like somebody starts falling down. You got another guy to pick up the slack. There you go. Rolling with it, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's good. And, and it's, it's the sound you deliver. You de- you're delivering a, a fuller sound. You yeah. need that. Yeah. So yeah, we got, we got yeah. a horn section. We got two drummers, pedal steel guitar. We don't need all that stuff, but we like it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and listen, it also includes if there's a bathroom issue in the middle of a show, yeah. somebody can pick We've up. Actually, that, that, I mean, has that has happened is, to that me has before. Happened actually many I started times. speeding, you know, it's a kind of an acoustic ballad that we were doing one time. And I was just, I'm playing guitar and, Davis singing and uh 
I'm like, oh my god, I really gotta go. I start speeding up at the end of the song, you know, <laughs> finish it real as quickly as possible and run off stage. I always thought that'd be a cool, like, like a large band. We used to see like Earth, Wind, and Fire on stage. Yeah, There's yeah. all these, all this stuff going on. There's, I, I just think the energy mounts exponentially, exactly, yeah. especially with with, with the, the kind of music you guys play that is that has an infectious element to it. Yeah. Um, and and that's uh, you know, it, 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 and there's a there's a fraternal thing going on there. I there assume is, as well. There yeah, is, there yeah. is. Definitely. We 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 like a fraternity. We haze each other also. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> what is the what is the most obscene uh, uh, level we, of hazing? Uh, elephant walking. What? You know? No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what that is. Oh, well, it's a trunk tree. Okay, you've seen elephant the start show. You know what I mean? We don't Google it after the interview. Human centipede. You do that? Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I Hot listen. heavy in the morning. <laughs> it's got to be great, especially, uh, you know, having fun with each other when you guys are on the road, when you're, I assume yeah. you're all piled into a bus or something like that, yep. or a couple of them probably. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you got to have some fun while you're while you're yeah. traveling around. We, we we have fun and and we're and we're friends and in real life too. We don't just play it on TV, you know. So uh, that's cool. Well, yeah. uh, so you guys were the first ones, right? You you met somebody was riding a bike. When I first yeah. read the sentence, I thought you guys were like childhood friends, right? Because I'm like, oh, uh, who was it? Uh, Zach was riding his He's bike. riding his little tricycle <laughs> down the road. I, I was 20, you know. <laughs> but no, you were a full grown adult, and you were riding your bike, and you came across Dave, and he was playing his guitar. And and so what happened next? I mean, he was playing his guitar and he was singing and like he was like really like putting it out there like belting. Where was, was he the, in New Orleans? We were All in right. New Orleans on the street, on his or? front porch. Okay, okay. On the front porch. Yeah, yeah. In, in in a quiet neighborhood. And I was just like, this this guy sounds great. And I'm, you know, I'm this is cool. Like nobody's around. He's just killing it. So I, I stopped and listened and. You know, we struck up a conversation, and yeah. that that's what led to us playing with each other and and uh, this band. That's They're, like the greatest story ever, really. Well, it's 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 happenstance that, but there was something behind it. You you talk about the 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 odds you could have gone down another street and yeah. ended up in uh, the Spice Girls. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. you, know, yeah. you know, you know. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of not have been the worst like thing. That, you know what I mean? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 very cool. So, so as uh, adding members to the band or as the band grew, um, was it like was was that a, a a product of what you were composing? We need a this player or we needed that player or that did just people come your way and you said we can add and then expand that way? You know that that that. It and honestly, it happened as organically as it could possibly happen. Really, it was like Zach had um, Zach was in a class with Rob. They who's were our, lab who's partners. our saxophone player. It was a lot of like we yeah. know this guy; he's good. Let, yeah. Let's have him sit in. It's New Orleans, you know, and they added an exciting element to the live show. And yeah. Right. We kind of all brought our friends together, and we all got along. It was like yeah. let's let's keep let's keep this guy around. This is going well. Yeah. It sounds yeah. you know like Dave Matthews Band. They've got an eclectic mix of instruments, right. violin and saxophone. And I, a year when the band was first starting, I had an interview. I'm like, and so why'd you decide to add these? He's like, we didn't. We just we just kind of jammed together, kinda, and it yeah. just kind of yeah. fell into place. And we're yeah. like. Yeah, this is all right. Let's exactly. stick with that. You know, so yeah. sometimes it's very organic, and that's when you, a lot of times, get the best stuff, which is yeah, really I think cool. So. Nice. I think so. By the way, I want to mention this. So I'm wearing this shirt this morning, and <laughs> when I came in, Casey goes, you wore that on purpose, didn't you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's uh, it's for Brandywine Branch Distillery, and on the back, you see here, it says, 
Ah. Revivalist oh. gin. <laughs> wow. And Casey goes, you wore that on purpose, right? And I go, no, I didn't. Why? He's like, because the revivalists are coming in today. I'm like, oh. <laughs> wow. So we have mentioned that on the air today, and the guys from the distillery showed up here, and they, <laughs> oh, brought, cool. they right. brought a care package of some gin for you. Oh, right. wow. To right. take I'll on the road with, with you. There we you're you're going to love it. It's top-level stuff. It's really good stuff. But, you know, being from New Orleans... I just want to mention that real quick. But being from New Orleans, I mean, that's a musical mecca. There's, it's, it's a melting pot it of is. different styles of music. You got it's a, it's yeah. a tasty gumbo for sure. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what the local scene around there is? It hard to get into? Is it no, easy no, to slide right actually, in and find gigs? It's kind of easy. That, yeah. That's one of the. the that's the why draws. they call it the Big Easy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. it is. That's why they call that's it the Big up. Easy. Yeah, that is, is one of the reasons. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a great place for a young musician to move to and and, and start working. You know, it was actually amazing. I think um, it was it was a good place because it's not an industry industry town. It's a it's no. an artist town. You know, so you know it's a good place for young artists to kind of incubate themselves a little bit and kind of stay out the spotlight. You know, kind of grow that presence and their confidence. And then if they want to, you know, get out there, they can do that. But also they can. Stay in New Orleans and be perfectly happy. I went to Jazz Fest a few years ago, and I was struck by two things. The um, the variety of music, which was phenomenal. You could go from one stage where Jimmy Buffett was playing to the Blind Boys of Alabama were on the other side. Yeah. And, uh, and then the food. And you go from, like, yeah, yeah. incredible music and incredible variety and just one great smell coming from one corner to the other. Have you guys played Jazz Fest or been a part of it in the past at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've, we've done it many times. Yeah. 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 It's great, isn't Love it? Love that festival. Yeah. That's probably, it's probably my favorite festival. It is hot honestly. as balls, though. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you can always swim in the wonderfully clear water around there. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, better than Ezra's, uh, yeah. you know, they 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 sing yeah. the praises of of the 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 New Orleans experience, and and, and the, there there is again that, and there's an interesting distinction that you made. It's not an industry town, but it is. It's a musician's musician town. It yeah. seems to be. It and, is, and uh, and that's. Do you ever see yourselves? I mean, you know. It, will that always be, you know, the uh, home office there or? You know, I, for me, it, it is right now. It's possible yeah. that we could move. Some of us could move. But all, like all seven of us you know, bought, we all bought houses there. in New Orleans. Yeah. We, all met, we all met there. We all live there. So, okay. It's, that's always going to be, I think, the home base. Yeah. 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 Don't it's fix home. what's not broken, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So you guys are going to get a couple of songs for us. David, I want to ask you before you play the microphone to your left there. Is that for uh, a harmonica or? No, it's actually a... Um, it's a, uh, it's like a, it's a really dark sounding mic. Okay. And I hook it up through a, a little thing here that kind of gives some a howl into it. It's okay. a howler. All right, I was curious. You, you show it's a humidifier. Show, show me the effect real quick. Wow. wow. Sounds Whoa. like the cone guy in uh, London. You know, it's just. That's got some serious sustain like to it. It's, it's little, got a long it's delay, delay on it. But yeah, he's got a delay there's pedal. A, there's, a, there's a reverb slash delay pedal. It's got an ethereal Sweet. pedal. Okay. How right. many effects pedals does an eight-person band drive? <laughs> we don't actually have too many. Really? Yeah, I mean, you, you have you have a, I would say you have a moderate yeah, pedal board. I have a healthy, healthy board, healthy okay. pedal board. All right. Yeah. Well, let's put these instruments to work. Let's see what you, what are we going to hear first of all? Uh, we're going to do All My Friends. Excellent. All right. All My Friends. By the way, uh, let's mention that the new album is out. That's the song that we've been playing. Uh, it is called uh, Take Good Care by The Revivalists. And, uh, Case, you just uh, you just downloaded it. I, the, the day came out, I downloaded it. it it's great. Thanks, man. Front to back. Thank it's you. Wonderful. Appreciate that. All right. So it is the latest. It is All My Friends, Revivalists on MMR. I can't get a hold of myself. 
Breaking all the rules, playing games with my health and my love said I've gone off the rails, but I know it's okay, cause I do it so well. I'm in my twenties, living reckless, turning half a glass over and it's wrecked this. It's a brand new world, I got a brand new heart. And every day I get a brand new start I'm in my twenties, not in a hurry Got a bulletproof chest so you can hurt me It's a brand new world, I got a brand new heart And every day I get a brand new start All my friends take good care of me Wherever I go, bring me home But I got no place to be All Give me high on my side as far as I can see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in my 20s, I'm the future, I'm a shaker and I'm a mover. Got a vision coming from afar, gonna take me back to where you are. I'm in my twenties, I get restless. Got some hemp, baby, on my diamond necklace. It's a brand new world, I got that brand new heart. Every day I get a brand new start. All my friends take good care of me. Wherever I go, they bring me home. I got no place to be. Breaking all the rules, playing games with my health And my thoughts said I've gone off the rails But I know it's okay, cause I do it so well All my friends take good care of me Wherever I go, bring me home I got no place to be Give me high on my side as far as I can see. Oh, my friend. Never act bring me home. Oh, my friend. Give me high on my side.
Revivalists on 93.3 WMMR. We have uh, Zach and David who are in our studio. They're going to be in town performing at the Met. That's not till January 12th. Uh, tickets are available at themetphilly.com. Uh, their new album is called Take Good Care. That song is All My Friends. And David, when you release that, did any of your buddies come to you and say, you were talking about me, right? <laughs> That's, I, I'm one of your friends, yeah. and yeah. clearly you wrote that song about yeah, me, yeah, right? There, there, there's a few. Yeah. There's a few. <laughs> you know what? What is it, though, about you? Like, you want someday a song to be written about you. There was a rumor that there was a song written about a girl who lived uh, in the town that I'm from, and it was, you know, a huge success, but it was, like, cool that, like, hey, she might be the girl who lives on 8th Ave, you know? Like, oh, you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, it's like you want to have a song written about your life someday. I think that would be cool. Well, yeah. when you're you looking write to a get a song about me, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's got to be the move when you're when you you know when you're a young musician starting out and you want to get laid. It's just, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, 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 by the way, that's about you. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so let me ask you what might be a really personal song in the new record, which is called "Hate to Love You," and and it's a beautiful song. I love it. Um, but it it seems like it's a painful song, and and it talks about somebody that. You love, but you hate to love that person. And I, mm. is there a, can you share the story behind it? Um, I mean, you know, it's, I think it's just at the time, you know, that was just exactly how I was feeling. You know, I was just caught between what I probably should do and the way that I felt inside, you know, so it might, without divulging too much information, honestly, like it was a past relationship. Yeah, so <laughs> okay. Like, is that know. person Kathy? It's actually, it's actually Kathy Lee Gifford. <laughs> Kathy Lee, I feel it's you, man. Bag, y'all. I have that same well, yearning. It's an interesting question because, like you said, that's how you felt at the time. You wrote this song; it had an emotional connection to you. You use this as a, as an out, you know, a um, a release maybe uh, to to get those emotions out and translate them into something creative and constructive and cool. Yeah. Time goes on; your feelings have changed. Maybe you feel completely different than you did at the time when you wrote that. You yeah. can, can you still sing it with the same passion, yeah, the intensity? Yeah, I think the thing about it is melody and music has the ability to, it's one of the only things I feel like in smell, has the ability to bring you right back to that it place. Does. Okay, it, well then speaking does. of which, which came first, the melody or the lyrics? They or did they the come at the same time? time? Did came they at really? the same time. How about that? that? A so, lot of times they come at the same time. A lot of times it'll just be a melody or sometimes it'll just be the words. But that particular one came it's one of those that it's, just kind of. I yep. think it's interesting, you know, uh, artists and and their different approaches to you know putting out uh, their music. Like Tool, for instance, the music comes first, you know. So yeah, and it only takes like, ten years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't they like take acid and jam all day? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really sure. But from what I had heard, it's like fun. Is, um, is is that the band would would compile an album, then hand it to Maynard, and yeah, the rhythm and, section puts everything together oh, okay. first, and then goes, "Here's the music." Write some lyrics and, and melodies to it. So, yeah, but, but everybody, we do that sometimes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I would I would I think it's a, it's a very cool thing, and we've we've talked about it before with other artists. Is that you you create something that will then become uh, in a moment in time a song someone goes to when they encounter something in their lives, yeah. and and in a way that is an, an incredible gift to know that you are are sort of passively unleashing this thing that will then someone's going to go to that oh, I, I need to listen to these guys because they they understand what i'm saying does that ever just occur to you during the process i mean i, I don't know if it's the the saying the onus is on you to do that but it's it's a cool thing i think to have that ability to provide that for people yeah i think well 
So I don't think it never really occurred to me before. Before, yeah. I think now that now that we get these emails and yeah. these messages of people saying these things, you know, I never got any of that before. Before it was just like a, a, a jot down in my notebook or, yeah. or yeah. at a bar. Go, hey man, I, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you miss that though? A little bit. I mean, we you, still have guys going, "Hey man!" <laughs> <laughs> I kind of did that when you guys first came in here this morning. But I do like I. I really appreciate your sound, and and I and I love all types of music, and and you guys have a particular uh, sound that uh, just for some reason totally vibes with me, and and I love it, and I appreciate what you guys do. Thank I wanted you, to ask you as as a, a collaborative effort how hard that is sometimes when you guys are producing a piece of art, um, if perhaps. You don't like, or or you don't think a, a particular sound jibes with that song. Did, how well, hard is that? You have eight. You have eight people. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. It, it's challenging, and, and yeah. you know, it's it's a uniquely collaborative art. You know, being in a band like like we are, being in a democratic band, which is why we place a lot of power on the producer a lot of the time. It's kind of like our democratic get the final vote. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of times, dictator kind of thing, and. And also, it's about valuing being a team player as well. I think, and it, yeah. it's you know, and trusting. Tr- yeah, trusting, that's very cool yeah. because, I, and that's a smart move to sort of. So you have your vision, but you see the ultimate um, yeah. decision yeah, to we the producer. Exhaust all avenues a lot of times. Sometimes right. we come back to the original thought, and then sometimes we've found ourselves completely out in left field, which is okay too. I think with anything that's on any level of art, or you know, so say someone's editing a movie, uh, you can you can tinker and dicker with something and, and, and drive yourself into a, a you tinker know hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who produced this album, by the way? So a couple, the, the, we, we had three producers on this one, for, which was uh, the first time we've we've worked with all three of these guys. We have Dave Cobb who did about half the record. He's a really great producer out of Nashville. We worked with. And then we had um, Andrew Dawson, who works with uh, Kanye West and um, Fun, he's known for. And then Dave Bassett, who uh, L. King and Vance Joy. Okay. I had watched the documentary. The uh, the Avid Brothers put out a documentary yeah. on their on their last album. And Rick Rubin produced that one, which mm-hmm. was a, sort of a departure for them. But it was interesting to me to see the um, the collaboration between and the trust you had talked about the trust that that a band uh, that the artists have in the producer that they're they are making the right decisions for you guys yeah I think it really depends on also like the you know the producer as well it's like kind of like I feel like I don't really know exactly the style of Rick Rubin but I'm pretty sure you know he's he's not like the guy you know doing the stuff in Pro, Pro Tools you know no, he's no, listening no. to the song <laughs> yeah yeah he's going no no no. That's got to go more of that. Bring that up mm-hmm. c- completely. Just take that, you know, take that. Get that out of my, get that out yeah, of my Get here, that out of my know? face. Get so that yeah, out of my it beard. Does, it does, it does take a, it does, you, you have to trust them. But then there's also the guy who's like, you know, at the computer, he's at the desk, he's mm-hmm. like building the things. Who he's oftentimes playing, you know. is the producer. It's just, yeah, exactly. a, a producer can bring a wide range of talents. Yeah. Do you so, like when a producer is a musician as well? I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it just because you trust them a little more. I feel like just because we, I'm always impressed when a producer can sit down at a, at a keyboard, yeah. and bang out the melody a little bit and work with yeah. the artist. Yeah. I you like know, that. I think it adds to, and and he'll probably or she will bring an idea to the table that maybe you guys hadn't thought of. Yeah, a lot of times you can kind of, yeah, absolutely. And who's 100%. your producer? Since we're talking about producers here. What's well, up? The, the three they the three the three we mentioned, but also in the okay. past, the previous two albums we had Ben Elman, who is a, a saxophone player in a New Orleans band called Galactic, and he really understands that sort of band dynamic, being right. a band member, yeah. and yeah. he he uh, he really kind of let us sort of like 
be us in a, yeah. in a really nice way. And Galactic, that's, cool. that's a big sound as well. Yeah. yeah. Galactic. Yeah. If um, you want to see a cool, there's a great documentary called The uh, the Wrecking Crew about the... Uh, the I've the seen end. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. God. All those studio musicians yeah. in L.A. When they describe, a, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Because you, you guys with a big, a big sound, a bigger sound and a lot of musicians in it, Mm-hmm. Those guys were the creme de la creme. Yeah, yeah. in the in the, in the California in the L.A. scene. There's there's a couple good. Uh, have you have if you've never seen Standing in the Shadows of Motown? Yeah. It's a wonderful documentary. Yes. It's great about the uh, the the Motown Detroit uh, session musicians that played on all of those Motown hits. They're called known as the Funk Brothers. Yeah. Um, there, it's incredible, and some one one of the guys like plays piano in like a Holiday Inn in, in Detroit. Now it's uh, it's unfortunate that that you know it was all work for hire. Yes, yeah, so unsung they, they, heroes. They don't, they don't yeah. have royalties on it. Or yeah. Anything. yeah. Yeah, and then well, they just got money for the job, and that yeah, was it. Then there's the Muscle Muscle Shoals one is really great, focusing yeah. on the Swampers at, in uh, in Alabama and stuff. There's I love all those. All it's those great. Documentaries. Something about yeah. a, a, a rock and roll or a music documentary is just mm. so compelling. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we're all fans of it, and I, I love to see how it's created. I'm going to ask yeah. you guys a question that you guys probably don't even know the answer to, but you take okay. like take like a three minute song that you guys have on your album. How many hours do you think it goes into creating that three three and a half minute song? It's a wide range. Yeah. Some, well, um, yeah. It, it it could be. I mean, you're talking about like the creation of the song, and then to recording the song and yeah. putting it out. Hmm. It could be anywhere from from a half hour to to like a total of like forty days. Wow. You know? yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It just kind of depends. Some yeah. just come more natural. Okay. Yeah. Well, we yeah. want to get a, another song from you. What do you guys want to play? Uh, we're gonna do "Wish I Knew You." Of course, that's uh, the song we we were introduced to you uh, sure. playing here on MMR. How long did that song go from beginning to end? For that was finally um, finished. Well, why don't you speak to the writing quickie? of it, David, and then I could speak to you know. Yeah, um, it was it was a tune where the the chorus and the verse, the first cor- for, the first verse and the chorus came like all at once, probably in about I'd say about an hour, an uh, hour or two, and then. We took it into the studio, and how long did that take? <laughs> I mean, it took it took a while. I mean, yeah. we, we grooved on it for a long time, and we did a, a lot of takes of it. And then yeah. I, I mean, my my memory is also of just shedding it in, in the in sound space. checks and in practice yeah. spaces for a, a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. th- that's also one of the advantages, I think, of having a band where everybody's invested in it is that you could you could spend, you know, you could spend three hours with each other and not have to worry about wasting money just figuring out a, a beat or a bass part or something. You right, know? And, right. And everyone's kind of figuring out their thing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really, yeah. get, really getting it. That's tight. awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a cool. That's, a, it, the, you know, the, the music industry has been changing, obviously, and, and then people doing things on their phone producing things. But this is a real yeah. This is a well, real. It's funny. It's funny. I actually, I was, um, I was sitting on the porch and I had a a, a Garage Band beat up, so I was just jamming to a Garage Band beat. Wow, really? Yeah, there you go. You know, just as like something to kind of keep time like a and yeah, just, yeah, a little, but it's a little better than a metronome. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. to have a little more fun. That's well, cool. Well, let's get it. We got Zach and David, revivalists, and here they are to play for you on MMR. Wish I knew you. She's high, high like the sun The loneliest one Is to everything beautiful But I'll be goddamn 
Standing at my door Stayed up in the city Till the stars lost the war So Friday night Holy Ghost Take me to your level Show me the one I need the most I need the most Wish I knew you when I was young Could have got so We can share my mood, yeah. Two strangers in the bright light. Wish I knew you. Wish I knew you. Oh, wish I knew you when I was young. Say truth, it's all that you need. You buried that seed. And that sound come from the underground. It's all inside you now. It's everything you for. But what you, what you, what you, what you running from? And they got, they got, they got, they got you on the run. Yeah. So Friday night, holy.
Revival is on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, it's everything that rocks. That sounded phenomenal, man. Yeah. yeah especially at this time in the morning. I get so mad, though, because, like, I just I want to be able to do that. Right. And I can't. <laughs> right. You know? And, like, don't tell me if I practice. That'll be it. Because, like, there are just some people out there who can't. Right? So not all men are created equal. You know what, though? And uh, I am less than. You can dance. Yeah, yeah I can, can dance. dance. I can't <laughs> dance. Yeah. yeah, I can't dance. No? No, not all really. Right. You know what? Neither can Mariah My Carey. My girlfriend makes fun of me all the time. She's like, bro, you got to get some new moves. So if you would like oh a God. dancer for the performance, Casey's available. Please, do, please don't take dance lessons because that's going to mess with your whole That's going to mess with your whole thing if yeah. you're going yeah. out there and just like doing spins and stuff. Yeah, oh, it's and, terrible. Yeah. You don't need like that. Mick Jagger yeah. took dance lessons. It's like, dude, just just, just do, just do your chicken. Bang, just do your, little chick, do your little rooster thing, man. That was working fine. Don't be throwing out these flamenco moves yeah, and stuff, yeah. man. That ain't you. Man, that Play ain't your you. strengths. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you guys are just kind of out uh, promoting the album right now. Um, yeah. We, the, got, the we, tour- we do have a tour coming up, as you mentioned, in January. We'll be at the Met. Yeah. Um, yeah. This Our, is a cool new venue that is just... We've heard... Everyone's been telling us Oh, it's my beautiful. God. Yeah. It looks phenomenal. You're yeah. going to love it. Cool. Yeah, we're excited. So will, will the tour kick off before that, or are we at the beginning of your uh, of your uh, tour? Right, right at the... Yeah, you're Right very, at the stop? Yeah, okay. right. Real close to the top of it, yeah. All right, excellent, man. And Philly in January is a great time of year to oh, be here. Oh, you're going to love it. I just love everything. <laughs> Leave well, the warmth of New Orleans. Bring your we've, we, we've been coming to this town for like 11 years, okay. though, by the way. So you know. the first, one of our first shows. The first, yeah, yeah we, we, we used to book our own tours, and uh, we played – we played uh, – we. Opened up for a bluegrass open mic at uh, Fergie's Pub. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with that place. Fergie's that was Fergie's our first Pub. time playing in, in Philly. Yeah. So the and Mets an upgrade. Yeah, yeah a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Look yeah. at you now. Very cool. Awesome. Well, we're so glad you guys could come by today, and, and we love this relationship that we're building with uh, you guys in the radio station. It's a yeah. serious relationship. We're, <laughs> we're, we're committed. That's Thank you. Right. Write a song That's about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> got you. I got you. Write one about <laughs> Kathy. Yeah. You got to do it. All right. Thank you, David and Zach from yeah. the yeah. Thank you. Thank you. New album, just to remind you, is out, and it is called Take Good Care. You will want to get that. We're going to take a quick break. We will be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. What are you doing here? The one thing we know how to do. MMR rocks. Beastie Boys. 93.3 WMMR. That would be... Every single thing that rocks. I mean, we went to Revivalist, Acoustic, to... Beastie Boys throwing down on So What You Want. So it's, yeah, uh, it's yeah. a little bit of everything you get here on this radio station. 50 years strong, man. Uh, we are, well, we skipped out on the Bizarre File, so we're doing we're playing a little catch-up here uh, because we had uh, Dave and Zach in from Revivalist. They sounded out freaking standing. Yeah. Wonderful and Loved super it. nice guys to top it. I love that. So we're going to need to do Bizarre File, Lesson Question, Trash Music News, all in this segment. So let's get started. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, uh, I've been sitting on the story for a couple days, but I couldn't not let it be in the Bizarre File. A 69-year-old man from the Netherlands has decided to sue in order to legally change his age to 49. And he's like 20 years older, right? He's 69. Oh, my God. Emil Rattleband. 
A motivational speaker and a media personality says that he lives in a society where people can change their gender, so why can't he change his age? Yeah. Uh, Rattleband said that if he were to legally change his age, he would have better luck in dating, getting jobs, and making large purchases. And you think that's all uh, making sense, but when he pulls his pants down in front of the 29-year-old he met on Tinder, they're going to notice those incredibly saggy testicles. And by the way, his... His rationale is that he can't make large purchases because he's older. Yes. You know how they often stop people of a certain age from making large purchases? <laughs> yes. Because that's the last thing businesses want. Your money's no good. large purchases from richer, older people. He explained, when I'm 69. He's out of his mind. He said, when I'm 69, I'm limited. If I'm 49, then I can buy a new house, drive a different car. I can uh, take up more work. When I'm on Tinder and it says I'm 69, I don't get an answer. When I'm 49 with the face I have, I will be a luxurious I will be in a luxurious position. He said you can change your name, you can change your gender, why not your age? Rattleman believes that he is a young god uh, and he should uh, it says here, yeah, he says he, he believes that he is a young god and should have the age to fit his physique. I will which, I, he, which he thinks is amazing, by the way. Well, listen, he certainly looks younger. Wouldn't you want to be the the person who says, so what do you want? To be the 69-year-old where everyone goes, oh, my God, you look fantastic. Right. Or the 49-year-old who people say, what the hell happened to you? Yeah, he said about his physique, maybe they say you have weak muscles for 49 years. And then I say, but not that one, you know. Yeah. He added that uh, nowhere are you discri- so discriminated against as with your age. He said that uh, he will give up his pension in the court if the court ruled in his favor since he would no longer need it as a 49-year-old man. Uh, they are going to determine the case uh, within the next month or so. I want to get this to ladies. Mm-hmm. Get jump on that bandwagon. Uh, an obsessed engineer who stalked a woman that he had fallen in love with 50 years earlier has been uh, landed with a five-year restraining order after he pursued her once again. He fell in love with her 50 years ago? Everard Cunyon is 62, admitting stalking Julie Taylor, once Julie Allen, saying that he never got over her despite having not seen her since they left school in 1972. Well, here's some good news, Preston. He's recently 22. Uh, The lifelong bachelor decided to try to get back in touch with her earlier this year after losing his job, made him reevaluate what was important in his life, the court was told. Uh, They had heard he had hurt her while at school, but details over their falling out were not given. I mean, they were kids at the time. You know what? I was never at my best when I was uh, not stalking, so I'm back to that. By the way, this man lives with nine life-size real dolls at his home. Oh, my God. Uh, Jesus. You got one guy... The first guy and this guy, they should hang out. <laughs> yep. And he dresses them up and takes them to places and stuff Holy like that. F- yep. Nine real dolls. Do you know how much those things cost they're each? Very, they're very expensive. Uh, he researched births, deaths, and marriage registers in order to find Ms. Taylor and obtain her wedding photo. He also turned up at her old family home where the 88-year-old mother, Georgina Allen, still lived. Hey, doll boy's here. Uh, though he was told to leave, he went on to send eight letters addressed to her to her mother's address, and he started hanging out by the house and all this stuff. And so Jesus. He, was, he was busted for stalking the guy with all the dolls. Well, wait, what are the dolls for if you're stalking real people? I don't know, ma'am. All right, and then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. Let's end with uh, this one. A pastor of an Assemblies of God megachurch recently took aim at yoga, Kathy, saying that it has demonic roots. 
and warning Christians to avoid the very popular activity. Yoga? Yoga. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pastor John Lindell told the attendees of James River Church in Ozark, Missouri, which has a congregation of about 10,500 people. He must have just learned the position downward demon. That the <laughs> positions in yoga were created with demonic intent in, uh, to open you up to demonic power because Hinduism is demonic. Wow. One owner of a yoga studio says she's worried that her small local business is being hurt. An oh, instructor really? uh, feeling on edge after a shooting in Florida yoga studio on November 2nd can't shake a fear that someone uh. might take the church's anti-yoga message too far. Actually, the businesses are being hurt, Kathy. It's a small town and wow. it's a 10,000-member church. I think the worst that can be said is that someone might fart in your face while you're doing it. Oh, yeah, seriously, that's the only thing that's evil about it. Uh, also, the Sunday before Halloween, among other things, he warned congregants about the spiritual dangers of fortune telling wicca a form of paganism and finally yoga this is all because halloween was coming up this could be the yoga version of footloose he said the to say the positions of yoga are no more than exercise are tantamount to saying that water baptism is just aqua aerobics uh, then he talked about uh, meditation. During meditation, he said people clear their minds. He said it's spiritually dangerous for people to empty their minds. Yoga is diametrically opposed to Christianity, he said. Christians should stay away from yoga because of its demonic roots. Stop doing yoga, he told his congregants. Next up, Zumba. And they uh, they don't have to be afraid if they stop doing yoga. So that's what the man is telling the people that listen to him. And there you go. That's I'm not too fond of kettlebells. That's what we have, right? Bizarre <laughs> file. Uh, that demonic yeah. bell. The motions of the swinging and the, they look like devil balls. Yeah. All right. Lesson question today. We are giving away a four-pack of tickets to the Philadelphia Wings lacrosse home opener. And that is going to be Saturday, December 15th. Question I have for you this morning is which island is the chain Pizza Ranch going to buy? Two one five two six three WMMR. Which island is the chain Pizza Ranch going to buy? If you heard it earlier, you should call now and give us that answer. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Live Nation presents Tom Segura for shows November sixteenth, seventeenth at the Miriam Theater, and limited tickets remain for the November sixteenth Late Show. Only all other tickets are sold out. Get your tickets now at LiveNation.com. What's going on, Kathy? Kathy or me? See, I have any jokes. Hold on. Give me a minute. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry, man. No, no problem. (laughs) And your computer rubber. (laughs) What's going on, Manthe? Manthe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Stories. Monica Lewinsky finally telling her side of the story in a six-part documentary for A&E titled The Clinton Affair. Lewinsky reportedly is most emotional in the fourth episode titled The World in My Mouth. Oh, jeez. Woo! Katie Holmes denying a Radar Online story saying she's terrified 12-year-old daughter Suri is becoming a carbon copy of her father, Tom Cruise. Holmes says not only is Suri her own person, but she's also two feet taller. (laughs) And finally, Victoria's Secret model Emily Rajakowski completely embarrassed after experiencing a nip slip while wearing a string bikini on a Sydney beach. Apparently, Rajakowski gently exhaled, causing the quarter-width shoestring holding the tic-tac over her left nipple to shift. (laughs) That's your Hollywood trash. All right, uh, see if somebody knows the answer to this question, which island uh, is the chain Pizza Ranch going to buy, and we will go to Jim, see if we can get it right. Hey, Jim, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Jim, what al- uh, what island is the chain Pizza Ranch going to buy? Alcatraz Island. Alcatraz. Yeah. Hang on, man. 
For Jim, we have a four-pack of tickets to the Philadelphia Wings uh, lacrosse welcome home opener. The Wings face off against Buffalo Bandits on Saturday, December 15th, 1 p.m. at the Wells Fargo Center. You can join the party and expect the unexpected. I think unexpected. somebody's auditioning for the revivalist. I think oh, so. yes. All right, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. And it is brought to you by Worldwide Stereo. The jaw droppers, the blowaways, the oh no you didn't. Uh, see Worldwide Stereo's awesome gift guide at WorldwideStereo.com, or you can head to their stores in Montgomeryville and Ardmore. A benefit concert in memory of Chris Cornell, billed as I Am the Highway, a tribute to Chris Cornell, <coughs> is going to take place at the Forum in Los Angeles on January 16th, 2019. It will be hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, and the show will feature performances from Foo Fighters and Metallica, as well as appearances from Cornell's former bandmates in Soundgarden, Audio Slave, Temple of the Dog, and more. This will be a big show. That's a big show. Proceeds from the show will benefit the Chris and Vicky Cornell Foundation, as well as the Epidermolysis Bulosa oh. Medical Research Foundation. So Eddie Vedder's heavily involved in this organization, and that's why I know about it. And um, it's a awful skin disease that is incredibly painful um, to the point where it can be fatal. Okay. Is this what uh, is this what Bob Saget's sister had? I, I don't know, Steve. That's a good question, but I, it's like a tightening of the skin. The people that I've seen affected by it are kids, and so yeah. Eddie and his wife Jill will visit these children's hospitals and attend to these children who um, are suffering from this terrible and awful disease. And so I'm wondering, Preston, if that means that Eddie Vedder will be a part of this. You said Temple the Dog. Yeah. So there's I, I got to believe, especially in support of his, you know, Seattle brother, sure, and, and uh, getting over there. So um, uh, maybe there'll be more announcements coming soon, but. Uh, that show is going to be in January the 16th. So that would be one that you might want to try to get tickets and travel to L.A. to go and see. That's a, that's a big deal. Ghost frontman, frontman Tobias Forge, who performs as Cardinal Copia, said in an interview that his original character, Papa Emeritus, could return. Uh, Forge explained, one thing that I'm looking forward to is having a pope back in the lead. Cardinal Copia is not the leader yet. He's in the hall of the dead where the fires of the sacred burn the children crawl through ditches of sweat and suffering. And now for our next song. And you'll look sweet on a bicycle seat for me, for two. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the devil himself will piss all over your dreams <laughs> and cut your throats as you sit there immersed in the misery of a life misspent. And now... Let's dance all night and have a great time. Won't it be good? Won't it be fine? <laughs> <laughs> so glad this is happening. <laughs> Ouch. What are you... Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) there is no hope for you who have entered into this show. The misery and suffering you shall know will be legendary as you're disemboweled in front of your loved ones, forced to ride in misery. And now, for our next song. Do you remember the 21st time of September? (laughs) (laughs) 
We talked about this yesterday. <laughs> yes, we did. There seems to be a little bit of a dichotomy in the imagery between the imagery and the music. And and you expect you know, <laughs> yeah. It would be like Amy Grant coming out. Mm-hmm. Casey, pull up the the newest song yeah. that we've been playing mm-hmm. for those who may not be familiar with it and how it how it is a little <laughs> bit. Different. The succubus comes to you, sucking the life out of you. Your soul ripped from your body. And now our next song. <laughs> Everybody, come on. <laughs> Let's dance. <laughs> no, it does have. We're on the river sticks and we're canoeing off to hell. <laughs> it's very melodic and catchy. No, when they get, listen, and it's it's just different. I'm not yeah. saying it's we're not saying it's bad. No, it's just not different. At all. We're having we'll dance fun. all night. It'll be all right. Let's all dance. If I could turn back the time. It really is like it's like a training montage in short circuit. <laughs> That Johnny Five, he's going to do it. Oh, God. Here, wait, wait, here, comes, here comes the hook. Hang on. Come on, everybody. Let's raise the roof. I'll raise the roof tonight. It's going to be a dance party. All right, so. (laughs) And anyhow, and I I would like to point something out. I forgot what we were joking around. Oh, it was a snort dart. (laughs) Somebody was like, man, lost all respect for you guys today. And I was telling Casey and I were talking, I'm like, there's a difference between making fun of and having fun with. Right. Yeah. That we like the snort dart song. (laughs) And I like this song. Yeah. We're just having fun with it. I'm not making fun of it. It's not a bad no, song. No, there is, you cannot argue with the skull yeah. priest, right. gothic, what I, if someone, and you have to be honest, admit, if you were to first see the imagery of Ghost, you would have thought it was, I would have thought I was here going to go here, death metal, Lybock, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yep. all that stuff. Yeah. And by the way, with Snortort, I mean, you got to remember, I was... This is like the 10th song on the album. I was 10 songs deep. What is this artist again? This is Portugal the Man. Right, yeah. Clearly, I like the artist. Snort, snort, snort. All right. Uh, I don't even know what I was talking about. I, he wants to expand the, the Papa Emeritus. The Papa Emeritus. The skulls uh, of the babies roll liberally across the floor in the blood of the sacrosanct. And now for our next song. <laughs> macho, macho man. <laughs> okay. Anyway, he wants to expand that character a little bit more. Uh, I'd give him a mustache. Skip that. <laughs> skip a couple of these. So he can throw his mustache. All right. How about this? I, I teased this earlier, and, and if it were... If it were legit, I would have led with it, so you'd know by now. But uh, is this the end of you 2 Bum, bum, bum. Wait. I, um, I, got, I got you. One second. Let me know when you're ready. There it is. Last night, uh, during the final night of the Experience and Innocence Tour in Berlin, Bono made a... 
Bono made a comment that has fans fearing that this is the end of the iconic band. He said, we've been on the road for quite some time, just going on 40 years, and the last... and." And this last four years have been really something very special for us. We're going away now. So that led people to think that maybe the band is done. Doesn't um, mean that the band is breaking up or that we're going away or stopping performing. We're just taking a well-deserved trip to the Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Where parents can drink while their kids ride down water slides. <laughs> it is amazing there. It is amazing. Kathy says it's amazing too. Yeah. Well, none of the kids would recognize you two, so they could be pretty, you know, they could live, be in obscurity for a moment. Anyhow, you can literally drink in the pools there. You can literally drink in the pool and piss in the pool at the same time. <laughs> if it's so chlorinated, it doesn't make a difference. I took a full level bowel movement, no one could tell, because the water was so chlorinated, it just ate it right up, all the fecal matter dispersed. I don't know. That, What's I don't that? Think that's, no. Oh, you did it as well, Kathy? No, that's You dropped boring. a bomb in the pool? You, you popped a landmine out? That's not. You put a death going. charge in the deep end? <laughs> a full level bowel movement. <laughs> and no one was the wiser. Even the edge was standing right next to me. He was totally enveloped in my poop cloud and had no idea. No idea. Huh. That's 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 a quality pool there. Yeah, that's... <laughs> All this is on stage. <laughs> yeah. So... Why he chose to bring this up. <laughs> right? The end of the show. Well, they're By quite... the way, what's this? Is this, is this a blister or what is that? <laughs> Getting older. Does this look like, is this an irregular, what is it, birthmark or what is that? Uh, according to the Twitter account U2 Gigs, a website dedicated to chronicling U2's concerts, this is probably not the end of the band. I don't ever, I don't ever see them no. breaking up. They're one of the few bands that has had all, I believe, that has had all original members yes. and is still together over 25 years later. Lest we forget that not only are they the, the band, they are a major business unto themselves. Right. But you know what? Corporation. It, it's weird. You expect anybody and everybody in this world to be able to retire when they get to a certain age. and But it's not the same with artists, no. man. It's like, no, sorry. It's not the same with a lot of people in general. The, mm-hmm. the, the old perception of like 65 is an age to retire. Is, was That was an, an age that was arrived at because it was assumed you would die not much later than that. You right. know, that you, the life expectancy was so short. For all we know, they could be opening up Great Wolf Lodge Belfast. Oh, you know, right. so I don't know. I'm proud to announce the creation of a new great place for the families of Ireland to visit. Great Wolf Lodge, Dublin. <laughs> All right. So anyhow, uh, it was just that comment that he made on stage made uh, people kind of. Uh, get all in a tizzy. So, one last story. Joe Perry took to Twitter on Tuesday to let his fans know that he is doing fine after facing a medical emergency on Saturday. He, he recorded made... a little thing for people who uh, logged in, Preston. He made a uh, special hey. appearance at a <laughs> Billy Joel concert in New York City and reportedly collapsed backstage afterwards. Although the 68-year-old was alert and responsive after going to the hospital, uh, the cause of the emergency is still uncertain. And uh, he tweeted, doing well. Thanks for all the love and support. I hope they uh, discern what um, yeah. 
He's had Se- a couple issues. Time. I mean, yeah. uh, certainly he's up there, and he's 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 still touring as if he was thirty or twenty five, mm. and that's got to take it out of you. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's time for him to open up his own Great Wolf Lodge. Maybe. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's it in, uh, in music news. Now I'm thinking Joe Perry's <laughs> Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a cue from you too. It's a lot of maybe it's time to open up a family place where people can go and drink in the pool and crap in it too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Joe man. Barry's Great Wolf Live. Hey, that guy's good. I- I'm going there. Okay. That's music news. It is. Uh, it I is. don't even know what any of that means. It is. Uh, we need a winner for secret text word. So the Tom Segura live tickets. Uh, Kathy, give me a number. Caller, please. Twenty. All right. Call wow. 20. You need to give us that secret text word. Two one five two. The way she just peeled that off. <laughs> WMMR. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with the winner. Stay down. WMMR's live stream. Our daily programming available anytime, anywhere on your desktop, tablet, smartphone, or open the new MMR skill with Alexa. Great sound quality and the occasional bonus song. Nice. It is everything that rocks. Here we are, about ready to wrap up. It's getting close to 11 a.m. And uh, I want to thank our friends from uh, Ryan's Pub for getting some meat stuck in my meat tooth. I just had a chicken wing, and I got it right here, man. Oh, man. Hold on, wait. Let me use my, oh, lam- let me use my laminate to pick oh, it out. You sure? No, I, I, I got There we go. Here's you a catfish are biting. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Heard about that. <laughs> uh, Nick will be there tonight. Tomorrow, Tomorrow night. night. Tomorrow night. But get there tonight <laughs> get there to make tonight. sure you get in. Save a spot. There's going to be a line. All Bring my... a sleeping bag and a thermos. <laughs> All my fans are going to be there. Yeah. Uh, so this will be... In Westchester, they're on Gay Street, 124 West Gay Street, and uh, we'll be there with the Bud Light Philly Philly Tour, and your chance to win between 7 and 9 uh, some tickets uh, to an Eagles game. So it's a pretty cool deal, and some autographed uh, merchandise as well, signed Eagles merchandise. So that's sponsored by Bud Light. We thank them. Speaking of thank yous, uh, thank you to the Revivalists. Yay! Zach and David came by, and not only were they, well, we knew they were going to sound great. Um, yes. But what we didn't know is what super nice guys they were, and uh, it was really cool of them. No, you know, so you, you appreciate the music, and then you meet the guys, and yep. and then the, the appreciation skips up even more. Yep. And uh, thank you to our friends at Brandywine Branch Distillery for bringing by Revivalist Gin. Yeah. And cool shirts. Uh, and some shirts and all kinds of merch, and uh, so that was, that was cool of them. And they have, they, have, they have great bourbon, too. Mind you, I've toured the facility, so it's not just gin. They've great Everything they have is great. Yep. Um, I forgot we need to get a winner. So let me go to the callers. We were looking for number 20, and that is Dan, who's on the line with the secret text word. Hey, Dan. Hey, guys. How you doing? Sorry to bother you at work. It's okay. Uh, all, all good, bud. What's, yeah. the, what's the word, please? Yeah, I was calling about the trip to the uh, Green Wolf Lodge in Ireland. <laughs> oh, yeah. The he Green Wolf the, Lodge. He was going to the Green Wolf. Well, it is Ireland. I do like that. Yeah. Uh, I do have the secret text word is house. House, yeah. Oh! You got it, dude. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. We'll give you some tickets to see actor and comedian Tom Segura live November 16th, 10.30 p.m. at the Miriam Theater. First three shows are sold out. Don't miss a chance to get tickets to his fourth show uh, before they're gone. Tickets are on sale now via KimmelCenter.org. And also, we grabbed a random texter, and that is, uh, wow, Kelly Halberstutt. 
uh, from Wilmington, yeah. and she is the Hornets. No, come on, we don't have time. We don't have time. Kelly Halberstead <laughs> is our winner, so we are going to uh, set her up on top of that. Well, look who's here! It's Robin Lee. Yay! Hi, Robin. How you doing? I'm good. So, may, may so, I say something quickly about Robin Lee? Yeah, yeah. She has been working with my wife Claire, and she is doing the Mac Max Fund. Yeah, Max Fund website. Uh, doing an exemplary job, and I just want to publicly thank you for your hard work no in helping with this. You do a phenomenal job, and uh, you're wonderful. And it's a great cause, and I love your wife. Uh, she's great, isn't she? <laughs> she is. Yeah, Robin's yeah. like one of those people that you, she could just do everything here, so yes. you can like... Yeah. Ask her anything from, like, where is this in the kitchen to how do you completely redo a website? Yeah. I do. I do know where the creamers are going to be. <laughs> there, there, there are scant few people who are like that. There's Robin, there's Marissa and Rodney, and yeah. then uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Robin's going to be filling in for Pierre today. Yeah, I think he's shoe shopping. He needs new sneakers. Is that <laughs> it? Yeah. Running low. Running low. He's got to have all those colors. Yeah. All right, so we're going to ask you to give us the letter of the day. You ready? Do I have the letter? <laughs> I, does she have will I screw this up? You know up? what? You can pick a letter. No, just... I can't. I right. will screw it up. You don't know what it is? No. Okay, I'll give it to you. Okay. All right. Well, because the last one, not to give it yeah. away, was a vowel, so you could stick pretty much anything in there. Okay. Whatever you want. Yeah, but... Okay. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Ready? Yeah. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... As in Robin. There it is. All right, and we have $500 from Ashley Home Stores, our green room and privilege section sponsor for this year's Camp Out for Hunger. You can check out the Preston and Steve stand-up display in participating Ashley Home Store locations to register to win this year's Camp Out for Hunger green room furniture. Pretty sweet deal. Entry deadline is Sunday, November 25th, so get on at WMMR.com for all of the details. So, since you're filling in today, and it's uh, 10.58, what's coming up on the program? <laughs> Jesus. I have Muse tickets to give away ah. for the Wells Fargo Center April 7th. They go on sale this Friday at 1 a.m. And I have Nick Mason tickets. That is for the Saucerful of uh, Secrets Tour, where he's playing everything pre-Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, so, really? Yes. Okay. And it's at the Met Philly. Interesting. So, that should be really cool. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I would like to see that. Yep. Yes, that's what I got going on. That's it. Okay, all right. And just general goodness, of course. And you got workforce work work blocks. And I things do. Like that, I have so. Nickelback on that. So okay. am I gonna? I, I thought we should do that because of all those wedding people you were talking about. And yeah. I know more girls that had Nickelback songs as their wedding song. No kidding. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, okay. really? Okay, we're doing Nickelback. All right. I love and, that. And Nirvana and the Police. I love. Oh, the Police. Yes. Excellent. I'll be tuning in. All right, I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Dunkin'. Also, Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. And it's also brought to you by Winter Report Park and the 2017 Reader's Choice Award winner from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Now, tomorrow we have an actor named Daniel Roebuck in the studio. Daniel's been in a lot of movies, usually in a supporting role. And he was on the show Lost. He played Dr. Arst and actually came to one of our Lost parties. He was our guest of honor. Super nice guy. He's great. And if you want to know his most recent thing you're probably familiar with, he plays uh, uh, in the uh, Geico commercial. Yeah. He is uh, Alexander Graham Bell. Bell in the audience taking calls. He was also in uh, The Man in the High Castle. Yes. And he's been in lots of movies through the year. So he's stopping in tomorrow with his own independent film he's going to be talking to us about. And... 
The Great American Smokeout. Yeah, hey. Dr. Rosenpenis will be here tomorrow morning. <laughs> so, Rosenberg, actually. So He loves that, actually. Yeah, he's he's he hilarious. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friends. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. This is for the ignorant whore on the river line who decided to squish me into a corner so bad I can't turn my head to the left anymore. You have plenty of reg room. You did not need to open your legs wide like you're getting for the 15th time today. Next message. The Parent of the Year award goes to Preston and Rochelle. When the scene came up, Bohemian Rhapsody, all I could see was Carter in his Halloween costume. Two thumbs up. You guys are raising them right. Next message. To all you ass hats that keep raking the leaves into the street for your leaf collection. Stop it! You're supposed to rake them to the curb! You rake them in the street! I'm just going to drive right through them! And then you'll have to rake them again! The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.